This episode utilizes several YouTube videos and is best viewed in video format from our Rumble channel at the Collective Resistance Podcast. You can still listen to the audio version here, starting now. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the Common Collective, as well as why the Common Collective resists new information. Fabiola. Hey, Leo. How are you doing today? I am so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. Well, we 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 had a uh, we did that last episode uh, about uh, Dr. Judy Wood and, and her book and. Uh, you know, September 11 episode. Yeah, we do it, did it on September 11th. And what we found out was that the internet actually works <laughs> because Fabiola said, you know, Dr. I did Judy. a call out for Dr. Judy yeah. and she found us. <laughs> so we, we, we had some back channel connection made yeah. and, uh, uh, we, we talked a little bit a couple of weeks ago and, uh, uh, figured out what we wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are with kind of a part two with Dr. Judy Wood in the flesh. So in the flesh. So, so Dr. Judy, let me introduce you first. Okay. So Dr. Judy Wood holds a bachelor's of science in civil engineering, a master's of science in engineering mechanics, applied physics, and a PhD in materials engineering science. These are degrees that speak to nothing less than an adult lifetime dedicated to scientific analysis and observation. This topic today is specifically her area of study, which is observing properties through image analysis. Dr. Judy Wood is also the author of Where Did the Towers Go? Evidence of Directed Free Energy Technology. We have it sitting here behind us. Uh, so Dr. Judy, thank you and welcome for joining the Collective Resistance Podcast. You're very welcome. I feel honored. When I were talking in the episode that we did, we were like, you know, we haven't come across a whole lot of content. I think you've done maybe a, an interview here and there, but but it seemed like 2012, 2013, that was kind of where, uh, you know, we didn't see all that much after that. Maybe there is stuff out there or it was, it's been taken down, but but we're so glad. To... I mean, we heard stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's plenty of stories. <laughs> the stories that I'm dead and all sorts of things like that. The stories that you did your work and you spoke your truth and you moved on. Well, it's not a whole lot more. I mean, you know, people say one they wanted me to write another book about what this it would detract from this book this book covered it all really um, it doesn't need like a second edition <laughs> nope nope no not even any revisions okay it's, uh i i'm, I'm meticulous you probably nice. that in the, in the reading the book yeah yeah no 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 it's, it's very well documented it's, that's what i was just telling a friend of mine i was like man i just couldn't believe all the the notes and everything it was crazy but you know um just to uh, refresh people's uh, minds, you know, back to when all this, this happened, I know you talk about it in the book, you know, when you saw it all occur, you know, something was off with you right from the get go. Right. Yeah, uh, it was, um, it, it was something fishy, especially watching the, the uh, sweater unraveling, you know, on yeah. TV. <laughs> and I was in the faculty conference room and I, I looked and kind of pointed at the, TV, like, I mean, you guys aren't buying this. Is what's what's the deal here? It's, yeah. And they looked at me like, what kind of a wacko would we hire? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
you know, I, I hadn't said anything, but I, I'm just kind of, you know, like, so yes, what really got to me was that the airplane shaped cutout, like Wiley e. Coyote cartoons. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, you know, it's got a, a five inch deep slot through steel columns, airplane wingtips. They can't even carry fuel out there. They're so uh, flimsy. Yeah, yeah. No, we've seen uh, footage of like you know hitting birds and stuff, and they they crumple and whatnot. So it's it's crazy to think that you could go into a building and retain your shape. <laughs> and, and also, um, if you've ever looked out the window, you know, from, from inside the airplane on the, on the wing, it says "No step here." Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so, so, I mean, you, you see this and obviously something's amiss for you, but I mean, what occurs that you are saying, I'm going to actually sink well, my teeth. It, in. it was, it was horrible that it was the worst thing ever, you know, that am I insane or is the rest of the world insane? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm uh, open-minded enough to consider that. How am I going to solve that? And, and the buildings went away way too fast. And I'm thinking if you have, uh, you know, let's say the, the, the mile record is um, a four minute mile. It's actually a little under that, but okay, the buildings are a quarter mile tall. So mm -hmm. it should take like one minute to run that distance. Right. Mm -hmm. So turn the building sideways and have a, a world class runner running that distance. That's the speed at which the building came apart. Like, yeah that's right right that's just you know that visualizing that it's just like that's way too fast mm -hmm. and um then i i calculated out you know this this is the origin of the billiard ball chapter that um the timing issue and i first said something to a colleague and no i thought it was bananas and so another colleague i took took to you know this billiard ball example i was doing that said nothing about the towers and he thought it was having a senior moment because this is just like elementary stuff. <laughs> and of course that's correct. And, and uh, okay, that told me the power of this billiard ball example. It's away from the flying bodies and horror scene. So you can just focus on innocent billiard balls. I use them because, you know, all the, not the cue ball, but all the rest of them, they're each a different color, all standard issue. So uh, the idea is if you, uh, let's say the building is really damaged. And so you think it come down faster. So every, um, let's say now out of every 10 floors is missing. Okay. So you have somebody standing on every 10th floor with their hand out the window, holding a whatever color billiard ball. Like, let's say you have a blue one and a red one is dropped from above. You can't let go of the blue one until the red one comes by. Mm -hmm. Then you let go of the blue one and so forth. So the motion has to start anew each time one goes by because if this building is progressively collapsing, smacking down all the way down, that motion's got to restart. If uh, if the floor is already moving before the upper one gets there, it's not going to go splat. Mm -hmm. You need resistance in order for the upper floors to hit it and go splat. So it, it otherwise be like a shock absorber. Yeah, you you know, and and that that was really one of the things that really got my attention because. I think I mentioned to you, I, I, I have a friend uh, that um, was actually mentored by somebody who was involved in the construction of the towers. And I remember when I first met him, uh, we we brought up this topic because I was like, oh, man, OK, well, tell me about, you know, the free fall speed, you know, because buildings can't fall at that speed. Right. Unless you remove the 
the resistance out from under. And, and although we didn't get into it that day, he's like, oh no, that's not true. And I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm not an engineer. He he's an engineer. So I, I, I can't really get into the mechanics, but I, but I mean, just me just knowing, you know, you can push your hand down a lot faster <laughs> when there's nothing below it versus if you've got to push mm -hmm. through something, but he's like saying, no, that's, that's not true. So, so I mean, did, did physics change, you know, or, <laughs> oh, or what? Oh, on that day when I was going through these calculations, I thought, well, maybe I have, I memorized the coefficient of gravity wrong. And so I, I, I looked up in a physics book I had in my office and, and no, that's the right number, but maybe that was a typo. And let me check another one. I went through four or five, but that's how desperate I was to figure out, am I insane or is the rest of the world insane? Right. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty strange, but people were very sucked into it. And around 2005 or 2006, I talked to, uh, I won't say who it was, another faculty <laughs> member in my department. And I knew they wouldn't go to my website, so I printed out the billiard ball thing. <laughs> and this is a person who teaches dynamics. And so they're they're going through my the pages like they're checking a student's homework. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. They followed it down until they realized they painted themselves in a corner they couldn't get out of. <gasps> and they just blew up in anger. Yeah. Oh, realize, yeah. Realizing that what I had said was correct. And and that uh, it, it was just it, it couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple other faculty member on other occasions I'd gone to see, and they couldn't handle it. it just you know emotionally. Well, you so how how did he feel for you with that reaction? Where do you take I, a reaction like that? Uh, I realized they couldn't handle it. And there's yeah. another one. Just a minute. <coughs> that um, I was there, you know, in the evening grading papers and went out for a walk around the building and uh went out somebody else was in their office and talked with them and brought it up and um they they thought it was nuts or whatever went back to my office then they came back and started arguing with me we argued for a bit until i you know all of the night and i had to throw them out of my office because i needed to grade those papers <laughs> and I, I i later saw this person at you know who said they they hadn't they couldn't get sleep for for two days? And really? Wow. And like it was clear, I was not to bring that topic up again. Wow. They they just were you know really uh, distraught over it. Mm -hmm. So well, I I think there's a lot you know they obviously know better but don't want to know it. Mm -hmm. And the people who don't know engineering, they can easily write it off under some other way. Right. But it's it's difficult for people to handle. Uh, actually, I, I, my dentist um, at the time when I was writing the book, so I was talking about it, and and, um, and he thought, well, no, no, that can't be. He, he was in the military reserves. And I said, well, you ever look out the window of an airplane? Oh, of course I have. I've jumped X number of times out of, out of planes. I said, well, you know, no step here. And he stopped, thought, and his face turned white. <laughs> That was all it took. Different people have different things that that uh, turn turn them on. Well, well you know, uh, we we talked about you know what were some of the things in your book that that drew our interest uh, over some because you have a wealth of evidence that you that you walk through in the book and in your online presentations, like the one you did at the Free Energy Conference. And um, you know, if, if we start at like the lack of rubble, you know, which you you talk about, and that that's an interesting one 
as well. And I know you, you go into it at length in the in the book, but and and this would be a question, you know, just from a layman to uh, uh, an, an engineer. I mean, it's like there's a mathematical for a formula, right? If there's if something is so tall and it falls down, then there should be about a certain level or certain height of of rubble, right? And so of when that doesn't, yeah, stuff yeah. left. And 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 I think that when you pair this with that video you did of Stephanopoulos and and Peter Jennings, where Stephanopoulos said that yeah. the uh, yeah. The, the, the onlooker said, well, the reason why you don't have all this rubble is because it fell down so hard that it pulverized and, and, but because then it evaporated, when, <laughs> it evaporated. And, and when you pair that with the fact that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, this was my understanding at least that it, that it didn't really appear that the subfloors beyond the, the ground level were really damaged. It, 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 you know, so if so, right. if things fell down so hard that they were pulverized, then wouldn't they have damaged those subfloors and the bathtub and all that? I mean, how can you have right. both things? Right. And they uh, actually, when the remains of building six, they had, they called in a, con a controlled demolition company to, to dismantle the rest of it. And they couldn't pull it. They couldn't um, put bombs in it because that would damage the bathtub wall. So they, oh. they hooked a, a crane up to it with big cables and rocked it back and forth. So they got over, they, I've got this video of it. And the guy says, get right. He's got a Southern accent. Get ready to pull building six. <laughs> Pulling it literally. And they, they took some bets with a, with the bystanders, like five bucks or something that they wouldn't do it or whatnot. Jeez. So, it, that, that, that's just one of the, the craziest things, because I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, the way when it was covered, Initially, I think that, you know, they showed these close up shots. It looked like there was a lot of rubble, but it's more you're just not used to seeing this. But when you actually pan out and you see the photos that, you know, you present in the book, it's like, wow, I mean, you could see the ground. There was that ambulance that that was parked right like near the front yeah. door of one of the towers yeah. and it was intact. We'll go through, you know, the, the famous uh, flag picture. I cover that in my book, you know, they made stamps out of it and whatnot. Um, that was photographed there on top of a uh, emergency vehicle, but they used a telephoto lens that, you know, made made a, something in the back look like a whole huge pile of stuff behind it. There's yeah. nothing there. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the other couple pieces that I mentioned to you that that we've had a lot of interest in was the 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 internal core structure, you know, appearing because that's something you don't see a lot in the, the footage that they revisit, you know, because it peels back like a banana right you've got this core structure yep. still there and then it just disappears right it just evaporates and uh uh so it, it always is interesting to me what clips get played versus what doesn't because that's the the omission right that is that is like pointing to well if it was what you say then why don't they just show those clips along with all the others but you never see those you know, and then and then lastly was the toasted cars. And I mentioned oh, yeah. to you that that we had the interest in those because of what we saw in Maui. And um I wondered, you know, if there's been any developments over the years with the toasted cars uh, at 9-11. Because you know, what would what would cause that type of um you know uh, uh uh destruction and it's so spotty, it's so weird. I mean. I just can't figure, I just can't fathom what could have caused that, you know? And you so those are the things that we were interested in. <laughs> but, but sort of jumping to a conclusion, what I've, I've got a whole lot of stuff yeah. together. 
And the reason why I put so much stuff together is um, that, you know, like um, trolls and opposition, they like to pick at different things. Right. You have a whole bunch of views of the same thing. It, it makes it impossible. Like the you're talking about the Spire one. Yeah. Oh, they'd argue on and on that that, that was just dust shaken off of the of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Fell over. All right. If you say it fell over front to back, well, where is it? Let's go look from the side. Didn't fall over there. Let's look from this side and then looking from all directions. Yeah, the thing. It's like it turns into the the uh, stiffness of a rope. Mm -hmm. Just kind of kind of goes down. Mm -hmm. But it. But as for um, also in this the first few slides are to help people see what sucks them into the wrong thing and i think that's going to be more and more important in our civilization yeah to not get sucked into psyops definitely how do you know what you know okay so do you want to share screen now or or uh yeah yeah you want to dive in that. a little bit yeah it's is is a lot so let's see um <laughs> I need to do share screens, and then that's the one. Does it does it tell me is there a thing where to uh, share? I don't see that here. I guess that. Oh, was which clear. one? That window that tells you which one. Uh, no, the one that says um, that that you. Um, I guess it's before I joined the meeting to use computer sound. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's on yeah, the yeah, bottom. yeah. Yeah, there you go. There so, you go. So uh, let's see. There's one. So uh, people feel safe going with the herd. Well, that makes yep. sense because, yeah. uh, you know, survival of the fittest. Yeah. They usually don't think for themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, whoops. There you go. Yeah. Which one knows where they're going or why they're going there? It's like a bunch of deer. The same thing happens. They yeah. Take mm -hmm. off. And uh, Neil Kramer, who... Um, who who studied i've never met him studied uh some bunch of my talks was on another radio show and uh so, yes, made this she comment. Has the letters after names yes she has spent the time in the academic academic edifice of course she has she, she's been soaked in that and yeah that woman is is absolutely independent you can see it everything she does the way she looks the way she sits the way she talks the way she you know and mannerisms everything she's just a, a uh, you know, a completely fiercely autonomous force. She's a nightmare for the control system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'd yeah. have that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. For the... <laughs> and and uh, various characters in the truth of movement were assigned to manage me and, and they, they failed. <laughs> right. You right. were unmanageable and ruling. Okay. Now, <laughs> Uh, the subtitle of this, uh, Evidence of Directed Free Energy Technology on 9-11. I need to explain this a little bit more carefully because people misconstrue it. I'm not saying that such a device was used. I'm saying the evidence shows that such device is uh, that free energy technology um, is, is a reality. Because remember what happened August 6, 1945, what happened Hiroshima. in Hiroshima? Yeah, it was evidence that we could have nuclear power plants. Mm -hmm. No, nuclear power plants didn't destroy Hiroshima, but that was a demonstration of the technology. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be used for some good. Ah, <clears throat> what does it take to be an expert? 
<laughs> an opinion and an internet connection. Right. <laughs> We've got that. Yep. Like, how does somebody know what they know? And uh, so this little guy here, you know, he, he thinks he's an expert. He looks yes. like Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes. He knows an antifreeze, you know, it's poisonous. Right. But he doesn't, he doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know enough to know that he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And so people who jump to conclusions based on something they saw on the internet often don't know enough to know they don't know. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever these events happen, I've found that there's, there's mainly three, uh, three stories that come out. There's the official story, the official conspiracy theory, and, there's, and the truth. Right. Yeah, we've come across that multiple times in the process of producing this podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, if if they they keep you uh, going back and forth between the official story and the official conspiracy theory, you mm -hmm. don't look for the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. But when you're busy going back and forth between those those stories, you don't determine what happened. You assume what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's almost like it's almost like you're using the um, momentum that a story gets. It's a certain sexiness to it. And then the truth may come along, but you're like, this has no momentum. I don't want to move to the truth because this other thing is already getting adopted. I mean, nobody's looking over there. Yeah. You know, I got to go with the herd. Yeah. Uh, and, and like for um, uh, what the COVID business. Yeah. They they told us well it's it's a lab leak or is it from nature, right right. It's, it's nature is the official story, so already you know it's something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, did you always have this inclination, or it was nine eleven like your moment of awakening? Uh, before nine eleven, I I thought um, people were honest and things were you know, like like they should be. Uh, actually, it was two thousand. That's really how I got into looking into 9-11. It was 2000, mm -hmm. and I just moved to South Carolina, and uh, then this election, presidential election went belly up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In limbo, and they said, well, we can't fix this election, but we'll fix the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and then 9-11 happened, but, you know, the grown-ups were going to take care of that, research that, and so forth. And then it came to the 2004 election, and... That went belly up even worse. Right. <laughs> and then I went, um, they're not fixing uh, the voting business. They ain't going to fix 9-11. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, the, the TSA is, I think, is kind of like a cartel, you know, like you're uh -huh. getting everything out of it you ever dreamed of. You know, why revisit what happened 20 years ago? Or and even what, 22 what, years ago. Yeah. In one of my talks, I, I showed the um, parallel with Lance Armstrong and 9-11. You know, it was uh, so long until they finally got to the bottom of the cheating. And Tell and us about the cheating. I'm not making yeah. a connection. No, Lance Armstrong, you know, okay. you know what he did with the, but, the, the, the drugs. The drugs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. It, it, people kind of knew it all along. <laughs> right, it right. Covered, it, it covered up because it brought more publicity to the, the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Um, Bike uh, sellers got to sell more bikes, and everybody was happy. <laughs> and he raised a lot of money for yep, wasn't it for cancer. cancer or something? Yep, yeah. yep. So you don't want to mess with that, you know. Fine, it it benefited more people. Yeah. But then, um, like 
Okay, 9-11. Same thing. It pays to keep the cover-up in place. Yeah. Because yeah. look at all the universities get mega funding to design blind spy gizmos. Right. You know, the airport security stuff, mm -hmm. all sorts of, of stuff that, out there that it's it's a big um, uh, industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no uh, motivation except for people who just want the truth right. to break through that. Yeah. But so, I, yeah, I was kind of naive before then. I mind my own business. I did my own research and you know, I thought everybody. Well, there's some people that weren't so honest, but <laughs> in research in, in my research world, they, everybody knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, like, for example, you don't present somebody else's work at a conference. Right? Yeah, you and were telling me about that. It's uh, and, and then but in nine eleven they start, you know, grabbing somebody's work and running with it, and they don't understand it. So it's mm -hmm. it's it's tough. So anyway, that's how I how I got into it. But it. Um, what I've seen since then, and Andrew Johnson is is really the the cover up expert. He's written two books on it. Uh, we should put links. Oh, yeah, we could do yeah, that. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, one's finding the truth. The other one's holding the truth. And they're free to download. They're um, uh, about, he, he was seeing what was going on with me, what was happening to me, and that kind of got him interested. He started looking at more and goes, oh, my gosh. And he's a computer programmer, and he's used to seeing patterns. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Yeah. So the truth is what we need to uh, focus on. Definitely. And that starts with um during what happened okay answers 27 <laughs> okay <All right. laughs> Aviola, you, you that's right or wrong oh. uh i what's the question exactly yeah, what yeah. i was asking myself <laughs> but but often people will jump to something else and here's a similar thing the answer is airplanes did it thermite did it bombs did it mini nukes did it super duper mini micro nano nukes did it yeah. I don't know. So I'll say everything did it. <laughs> some people go, I call that the kitchen sink. Right. But what is it? Right. They haven't solved the problem yet. Yeah, we haven't yeah. defined it. Yeah. And if you haven't solved the problem, you, you end up assuming the problem. Yeah. So you have to start with what happened. And only then do you determine how it happened, who did it, and, and why they did it. But mm -hmm. you have to determine what it was that happened. Okay. And that's, that was the focus of the book. Yep. What happened. And then if you really do a good job with that, it, it answers itself. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, if you, if you uh, just, you know, argue about how it happened, who did it, why they did it, like they do in the truth movement, mm -hmm. you're assuming what the problem is. Yeah. You're not determining what the problem is. Yeah. And that's a, a probably one of the biggest lessons is not to jump to yeah it takes uh, discipline but not to jump to to um, you know the the who did it business yeah or how or how well there's got to be someone to blame <laughs> yeah like like with uh, um, the Maui thing people are jumping yeah. how how it happened but what was it yeah right and you can guess what it was well, we know that the the mismanagement of it. But here's this guy, you know, it looks like controlled demolition. So therefore, is that proof? Right. No. Yeah. And you can't take a, take a theory to court. Right. True. <laughs> Just evidence. Yeah. Yep.
they eat, they remember the old Perry Mason things where you know, here's the here's the gun. We had powder on the guy's hand and we shot the gun, and then a bullet from that gun went into the body. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, all, all of those things you have to have that connection. Otherwise, you have reasonable doubt. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's another reason. If um, you started with a theory, what would you do with this information, this picture? Um, it must be an explosion. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't see this evidence that the building is turning to dust. Mm -hmm. And same with this one. Or, you know, what's coming out of this, this building on the left? Let's see. There it goes. Over here. And it's it's dark in the top and white down here. Yeah. Why is there so much stuff coming out of the building? That's a lot of material. Mm -hmm. And fires don't uh, burn from ground to roof, you know, on one side of the building. Mm -hmm. Okay. They tend to, you know, they, they consume all the, the uh, fuel in one place and they move to someplace else and consume the fuel there. They don't like do the whole building all at once. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and when we talk about dust, I mean, um, obviously a lot of buildings have been demolished and although we see some dust with those, I mean, isn't, and, and, and I guess maybe it's just because these are, these were like two of the biggest buildings in the world. So people just gave the, that a, they gave it a pass saying, okay, yeah, that was right. a hell of a lot of dust, but these were the biggest buildings. So they're going to do a lot more than a typical building. Is that, is that basically as, as thoroughly as they went into that? Yeah, that's, that's the excuse. <laughs> you know, if, a rationalization kind of this is um let's see it's a 40 store building over here that's uh bankers trust okay mm -hmm. and then uh you don't see much of the building being demolished below then mm -hmm. what's going on here does mm -hmm. that look like a collapse just a puff cloud yeah does not like look snowball. like a collapse. I mean, again, for people that don't see that every day, except like in movies, right? You see that stuff. You just go with whatever people are saying that happened, happened. Yeah. 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 I, I remember on 9-11 when they were just say, t telling us that the audience that it was a collapse. Uh, I remember thinking, okay, what do I expect for a collapse? And I'm thinking to myself, like an avalanche. Right. How that gets going. This part slides it hits that part it gets something else going it hits something and pretty soon more and more is going mm -hmm. that's what i would expect with the collapse yeah now one two three and it all comes down okay i like to say this a lot empirical evidence of the truth that theory must mimic you don't need theories to observe it's not a theory it's not speculation it's not a hypothesis you know, evidence is the truth Mm -hmm. I say empirical evidence is the artifact that the truth left behind. Okay. So how do you cover up evidence that's in plain sight? I think you go with the hurt, make up a story. Well, you just, you just don't talk about it, right? You call it a theory. theory. Oh, <laughs> this is why, the, why the truthers say, oh, she has a theory, but she has no evidence to support her theories. So it's a theory yeah. that, yep. That's right. It covers it up, keeps people from taking it seriously. It inserts doubt where there is none. That's why I say, no, uh, note that you can't take theory to court. That mm -hmm. expecting to be fined for wasting the court's time. Yeah. So now you already knew that uh, before then, before oh, going to court, because you went to court, right? Right. But uh, it, in my lab, I had a big poster on the wall, a big 
you know, uh, poster board that said, in God we trust, all others must bring evidence. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the experimentalist always measuring the evidence, you know, it's very much uh, into, you know, proving it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Yay, okay. we're going to talk about the scientific method, yeah, which yeah. it's extinct it's, these days. Let's see, I can't quite see it. Uh, I don't know if you can read it. Yeah, yeah, the scientific method, as it came into being during the Enlightenment period, is a method of thought known as empiricism or as the empirical method. Under the terms of empiricism, all conclusions are, must, and can be drawn from observable evidence and from observable evidence only. Evidence must precede any and every conclusion to be drawn from it. All right. I love it. Then, if sound logic governs in the relationship between evidence and the conclusion drawn from it, that conclusion will be irrefutable. Dr. Eric Larson. Now, Eric, Eric, he wrote the foreword on your book, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. And uh, that's why it's important to look at the evidence, see what the evidence tells you. Mm -hmm. You don't tell the evidence what it's supposed to tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much energy is required? I get that. I used to get that one a lot. Where are your calculations? Show me your calculations. Calculations for what? And, you know, what they, the operator have for breakfast? <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need more that's what the uh, people arguing against my work often say so uh, it just shows it Topeka, Kansas June 8th, 1968 our family happened to drive through Topeka the next morning on our way to visit my grandmother in the west coast wow and I saw that man, it's just, I think it was a, a dorm but I thought it was an apartment building sliced in half and I never forget it uh, uh bed made with a bedspread on it and it had um, a magazine on it pages weren't flipped around and i think some uh, textbooks on the dresser clothes hanging in the closet that weren't disturbed oh, wow it's like the building just sliced in half and when i saw building four that's just exactly what it looked like okay. remind me of it but first for topeka kansas it, it it took 26 minutes it destroyed things in 22 mile long stretch and um it was the biggest damage of any natural event in American history at that time. Humming of an event, a F5 tornado. Wow. So how much energy was required to do this? Where are your calculations? Like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was empirical where, evidence. <laughs> yeah, where is the energy source located? <laughs> but you see the damage something did this so it had enough energy to do it <laughs> yes yeah. exactly that is well, perfectly that, said that, that's a great question because um i mentioned my my friend that is, is an engineer i tried to get him i said can you because he actually bought your book um at my uh, uh i i told him about it how i really liked it and i think he bought it last year and um i didn't know he bought it and and he was telling me on the phone that he bought it and he goes, you know, I read most of it. He goes, um, I thought there was a lot of compelling stuff. He goes, but I'll be honest with you, Leo. He goes, uh, this, he didn't give me an explanation because he's traveling right now. I wanted him to, but he said, he said the word rigor. He goes, there's, he goes, we use a lot of rigor in engineering. And I just didn't find that it had the rigor. What does that mean? What is rigor in engineering? Uh, it, it means I, don't, I, I can't handle the, uh, the, the evidence. The evidence. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was hoping you'd say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, it, you know, whatever they're saying about my work, look at this, what's in this picture, all that devastation. Mm-hmm. Well, was there enough energy? Yeah. Because it yeah, happened. Because it did. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the same thing with what I'm saying, what it happened to the World Trade Center. And, Obviously, it was enough energy because it happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Playing with it didn't uh, didn't hit this building, but it has this big bite out of it. Like, where's where's this the stuff? Yeah. Know, yeah. Down here. And these uh, wheat checks. Actually, I wasn't the inventor of that term. It was um, by uh, Chip East and Bill Bigger. Bill Bigger took this picture. It was his last picture. This yeah. was right after building two tower two was destroyed just before tower one. He just, he, he died with tower one. Oh, wow. And his friend Chip East uh, talks about this. Yeah. They, they, the photographers were calling those uh, wheat checks. <laughs> well, I mean, like a- this picture is really, it's one of those pictures where if you're just glancing at it, you're, 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 you're not drawn to what you should be. And when you show the wheat checks, it's a great example, right? Cause those are, not wheat checks that fell from higher up. Those are the ones at the base, but yet where's all the stuff around it? Um, no, these these uh, came from the building. Uh, this is building three. On the <laughs> other side of it is two. And two, okay. uh, it launched those wheat checks and they, they stabbed into the ground there. Oh, okay. Oh, over there. Gotcha. Uh, but, but when I first came upon this picture, I said, something special about this. I didn't want to, I, you know, I don't force the picture to tell me something. So I set it aside until I, I knew what it was saying. And I realized why it was so special. You know, Bill Biggert was kind of communicating to me through it. He, uh, <laughs> because there's something different. It turns he's a photojournalist. All of his other photos he's ever taken, like his whole life, were about people. Okay. No people in this picture. Right, right. He saw what was go- how weird it was. Yeah. All right, lack of debris. Yep, they didn't burn up, nor did they slam to the ground. They mostly turned to dust in midair. Yeah, because I mean, even if you agree with the premise that all the concrete that was in the building did pulverize, there's still a whole hell of a lot of steel, you know, and and other yeah. stuff in that building, plumbing and everything else. And oh, where's the toilets? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no toilets found. <laughs> not a single one well but they did find the passports of the hijackers <laughs> oh right 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 <laughs> they're trying to see how much they could uh, push on uh, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, 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 a common myth it was quickly whisked away to uh china they're encouraging yeah. you to, to assume that to explain why there's no material there Encourage the assumptions. That's right. Yeah, I remember they showed a lot of dump trucks, but yeah, but but what were they? Bringing they bringing dirt in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dirt out. Sending dirt to China. But uh, you know how magicians, um, you know, do their magic. Right. They distract. They get you to they, they get you to make an assumption, the wrong assumption. And your your attention's focused elsewhere, and then yeah, yeah. And you're but you make an assumption. They lead you to assuming that. The ball is in the right hand when your right hand's empty, mm-hmm. right? Or, 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 so that you believe it. 
Okay. But, um, yeah. It, it, was it shifted less than an hour? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was gone. It was teleported. Yeah. Or less than 24 hours. And I was wondering where all the debris was. And then when I heard, I heard that live, that, that Peter Jennings and George Stephanopoulos mm -hmm. um, thing. I, I oh, wow, good. Somebody's, you know, noticing this. But that was the last time I heard anybody talk about oh, lack of evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Jones looked up. What What was that? He saw the blue sky. And that yeah, was the Jay last time Jay they talked Jonas. about that. But no, well, Jay Jonas was was one of the, the uh, first responders who or the firefighters who was in Stairway B. Okay. All right. This, here's, here's the uh, famous one. Notice they don't here. show the site. Right. The toasty cars are over in here. That's the old toasty cars. Mm -hmm. he, he repeats it. So. Is there any way you can answer that question? I'm sorry, but I didn't get the question. Okay, I apologize. Jack, Judd, and several other people keep asking us, when you look at where the towers used to stand, there is surprisingly so little rubble. Where did it go? That's the best. It just all fell down. <laughs> Pulverize is a grinding process. Evaporiz vaporization and, and evaporating is uh, takes real high heat. Mm -hmm. But but see, people don't know. Yeah, I'm not holding. He's not said this. I'm not holding him accountable for his language. <laughs> so here uh, you're going to work. You cross the East River. You you know come in now to uh, orient people. That's north direction. And the North Tower, you can tell uh, which one it is. It had this TV antenna on top. Yep. And there's Building 7. Mm -hmm. And then you come around West Street. There's Building 3, that one that you saw the bite out of. Right. Okay. okay. You're going to work in Bankers Trust, that, that building, at about the 22nd floor. And uh, you go up... Uh, into your office and you're going to look out the window. What would you see across the street there? Yeah, you'd think you'd see a huge pile. Yeah. Whoops, where'd the building go? <gasps> it disappeared. Building three. building three isn't much left there either. And the distance, you see the outer walls of, uh, some outer walls of Tower One. But notice you nothing. have... nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is soon after. How did you find these pictures? <laughs> oh, I, I, I went trolling for pictures, you know, years. You know, for years. I find good ones and, and stash them away. Now, notice you have a, a reflection of the windowsill here. Uh huh. The window's intact, right across the street from from a uh, uh, hundred ten story building. Wow. Going away, and and the window isn't broken. Yeah, because you were making the point that that you know, especially if it's going down at such speed, the projectiles and the pressure, right, of pushing everything out as it's being smashed is is quite intense, right? Yeah, and the bottom it would be going at Mach two or something. Yeah. So what what have you had people talk about this evidence that that you the in this picture in particular, 
did you talk to anybody about it? Did anybody come back with anything? <laughs> um, you get various, uh, you know, I was going to send you uh, a link to a, uh, a troll Olympics. That's what I call okay. it. Where, <laughs> okay. where the, the, the uh, blog owner posted something like her book just came out like, okay, go get it. Okay, see if you can debug it, debug it, debug it. <laughs> yeah. Go back and forth and back and forth, something like 545 comments. And they just couldn't get there, but they they would make up stuff. Um, like, uh, oh, all the stuff has is, is been carried away or it went to China. Right, they already, yeah, they, they had already yeah. cleaned it up. Okay. But there's no evidence to that effect. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, another one they do is uh, all the photos are, are uh, fraudulent. They're fake. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. if you're if, if you're gonna make that comment, you need to have evidence to prove it. Right. Yeah. And uh, here we go back to seeing where we are. Now we're gonna go look the other direction. That's building four. We're gonna see what it looks like from from there. Uh, whoops, where'd the main body of There's building that. four go? Wow. You could sweep up what was left there. Yeah. Yeah. And There's remember, no tower two is uh, this mouse keeps going to sleep. Tower two is uh, over to the left. There it goes, over in here. And, uh, you know, it looks like it was going to fall down there. It started leaning that direction. Wow. So that's, that's pretty weird. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, it looks like leaves in a yard, just barely covering the grass. <laughs> and actually, actually, that picture of, of Baker's Trust chopped up like that, that image, you know, took me back to that Topeka. Yeah, um, yeah tornado because you know that that apartment building sliced in half mm -hmm. okay here's what the site is there's not much left it's, yeah. um but we're going to go down in the ground i think you wanted to see that one right yeah oh, yeah no. the ambulance and whatnot yep but also notice you don't have trash on the top of the adjacent buildings right? yeah. yeah they are clean as a whistle there's the ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right there. It's still standing upright. No <laughs> real discernible dents on the roof. Doing it clobbered. And this stuff down here is uh, aluminum cladding. The building was steel beams with co covered with aluminum. And uh, it's, uh, that was um, stairway B. That's where 14 people survived in, in stairway B. They're around the third fourth and fifth floors jay jones was one of them and he said he looked up and saw blue sky so yeah yeah i mean you you can see right that was. you you can see that it was um, a miracle of god that that ambulance and you can see that really the debris is barely it's not even taller than the ambulance yeah oh they're at ground level because the ambulance is parked at ground level yeah yeah wow and it, it, where's where's the stuff there's another picture that's uh three in the foreground Okay. And there's stairway B, that little bubble over there. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, WTC one is there, and two is over here. But but notice uh, it was straight columns. They told us because of the heat, it, it, it buckled. Mm -hmm. Buckling is is bent. It's not straight. Right. <laughs> it's right. Like shoulders. Yeah. That was that was not buckled. And you might also notice that these um, mega cranes were on wooden platforms to spread out their load. Mm -hmm. Over on Liberty Street, they quickly realized that they were damaging the bathtub wall. They were moving it. Oh, so, my God. So it's that, very, that, yeah, it's very uh, uh, sensitive. Yeah. 
there's a picture in the book with the earth cracked open by there. But they came up with some rules that the mega cranes could only be so many feet, you know, had to be at least a minimum of X number of feet apart from each other. Wow. But the buildings didn't damage anything. It fell down so hard <laughs> right. that it pulverized. But, but yeah, okay. It didn't damage the bathtub. Here's what uh, Jay Jonas said. Well, it's covered up a little bit. I don't know if you want to read it or. It says, I looked and ice. said, guys, there used to be 106 floors above us, and now I'm seeing sunshine. There's nothing above us. That big building doesn't exist. These are the biggest office buildings in the world, and I didn't see one desk or one chair or one phone. Nothing. Jay Jonas, firefighter. That's nuts. That, that, that's that little bump right there. Why well, I say 14 plus two? There were 13 firefighters plus a civilian, Josephine. And she saved their lives. Yeah. Uh, wow. she, she was a heavy woman and then had trouble. Her legs hurt or something coming down the stairs, but they weren't going to abandon her. They stayed with her and they got down around the fourth or fifth floor. And it was just too hard. They, like, they knew they their time was limited. They had to get out of there quickly, but they weren't going to leave her, even though she was insisting on it. So uh, Jay Jones went looking for a, a chair to put her in. They thought they'd carry her down in a chair. <laughs> and he couldn't find a chair, and he said, the heck with that, we got to get out of here. And he got back to the stairwell just when the building went. Wow. So if they had actually gotten down to ground, they wouldn't have made it. So wow. saved them. Wow. The plus two are people who were like on the 22nd floor. Um, okay. uh, uh, Pascali was or Pascal Bazzelli was one of them, and they call him the surfer. He rode the, the wave down. The, <laughs> the, cloud. the building around him didn't didn't survive, but he did. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't used to mention his name because I didn't know if he wanted to, you know, but he's been on interviews. And, oh, okay. You know, so uh, otherwise, you know, because trolls would mess people up. Yeah. And there's also, whoops. Um, I'll do that one. Uh, over there is 14 people that survived in that little shoebox of, of building three. The rest of the building's gone. Wow. That's crazy. And then you see these uh, various other things, you know, voids in the building. Mm -hmm. about. There's uh, a yeah. missing part of building four. Yeah. 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 Because it's like you've got these these holes in the building and but you don't have anything at the bottom that made the hole. <laughs> Right, right. Say debris fell. Well, where's the debris? Yes. Yeah. As a pile driver, where's the pile driver? Yes. Self-destructed. Um, this is the tipping top of Tower Two. Uh-huh. It looked like it was going over on top of Building Four. Yeah. And but then it just shrunk up. Yeah, this was another one. It's like okay, this thing's falling a direction, and you once something's falling that size a direction it doesn't stop right there's no there's no there's no way to make it stop there's no physical there's no physics force that would right itself and then make it go straight down i think i told you about that faculty member that uh stayed up all night arguing i yeah i yeah. got to the point talking about that i got up at my desk and said now if i start leaning over i'm going down <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about me because i'm gonna go straight okay yeah yeah, yeah. and there'll be no debris <laughs> But you talk about conservation of momentum, angular momentum, it is conserved if the building is turning to dust. 
Right. It's no longer a rigid body. Each little speck in the building can keep rotating. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like this rotation has stopped. It's, it's a pretty uh, subtle thing. But what I'm showing you this is the top, you know, kind of uh, disintegrated before it went down. And people say that uh, Building 7 was so different from the towers. No, think of that like Building 7 on mm -hmm. top of that. And, uh, you know, it kind of shrunk up there mm -hmm. as it continued. Yeah, it's, it's there and then it's not. <laughs> yeah, it just shrinks up before the rest of it goes down. Okay, we're going to go look at Building 4. Building 4 was right down below where that tipping top was. Okay. And uh, there it is. That was the one that had, that had been cut. Yeah, like, yeah it looked like, like the top know. was cut off. And here's the actual photo. It looks like you could take a broom and sweep. Oh, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. That's like funny. I said, it's like leaves. Leaves on a yard. No toilets, you know? no desks, no phones. Oh, Burger King there. Uh, that's an important <laughs> place. Seriously, imagine sitting in that Burger King that day and the building across the street goes missing. Just as yeah. years. And the other direction, you know, to, to this person's right, is a lot of those weird fires of, of vehicles. But they still had power to the Burger King and they were flipping burgers for the firefighters. Wow. They stayed operational. <laughs> And that Burger King is still there. When I, I went to about six months ago up there, had to had to go in the Burger King. <laughs> still there. Experience. So, so now what was what there, was like. there? There wasn't any of the um, antenna, right? The big TV antenna? Uh, yeah, the one on the very top. Of the yeah. There is, that is in the, the I call it the PSYOP Museum. Yeah, is that, is it? It's an amazing <laughs> bit of uh, PSYOP work. Yeah. But that's they have that in there. Wow. So now we're going to um, look at the the is a mall like one layer down underground. We're going to mm -hmm. go right down there, and there's these firefighters looking for to rescue somebody. They're uh, walking right along there. There they are. There's uh, innovation luggage and Hallmark cards. Yeah, we'll shop. And knowing area. where they were, it's that's you know. Under where the um, the building went missing up above. Mm -hmm. Wow! It didn't punch down through there. It didn't. Now this is a a fun uh, picture. Um, I, there's I've got a, a fun story. There's a a lawyer. Work. This is a 22 story building. He's on this very end. Okay. Uh, and he's he's got a case that day. He's not gonna let anything distract him. He's working on his case. Working on his case, right up there. And, you know, something weird's happening. Uh, something blew up and, or, or hit Tower One. Uh, I've got, got my case to work on. <laughs> he's very focused. <laughs> yeah. And then and something happened with Tower Two. Uh, he, he's still got to work on his case. But then a firefighter uh, was charged with um, coming across the top floor and getting everybody out of the building. And just when he arrived at the lawyer's door for his room, he said the hallway he came through disappeared. Oh, oh wow. Then the lawyer decided finally he's going to come down. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, time to go. Things are disappearing. When I first read that, the, 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 the firefighter said the hall he just walked through disappeared. 
<laughs> yeah, but so, so did he go was, into that? Oh, that was it. Okay, okay, I see. That was it. Yeah, it, it was, was intact. Wow. This on the, the top floor, and the uh, firefighter had he turned around the and it, yeah right then the um, hallway disappeared, chunk of the building. Wow. It's not like he felt something hit the building. It just it was magic. Yeah. It disappeared. And then he came down to that bottom part, and here's that bottom part. I call that the shoe box. And he got down there just in time. He, yeah. He, he was on the second floor, which is, you know, that the top floor that's there. Wow. I, I keep making the point, it wasn't hit by a plane, and kind of making fun of the uh, the truthers who've talked about <laughs> yeah. not being hit by a plane. But this building had some significant weird stuff going on. Ah, voids. So, first of all, there's where the uh, survivors were. Mm -hmm. and, and one of my, my favorite things, it's a hole in the street. Remember while I was there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hole in the street. Yeah. There's big holes in the street. They go down like seven stories. Holy moly. There's one of them. <laughs> okay. You see down there. And then uh, here's the other one. You see, it's a puddle down there. Mm -hmm. You know, what this hot molten metal underground? It's water. It's not even steam. Wow. So here's uh, you know, kind of a summary of the various voids I noticed. I emphasize them here. Lots of holes. They look circular. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, those are the holes that we just looked down into. Were there. It's where the tornado touched down. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it looked sort of like, a, you know, maybe somebody weaponized a tornado. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course, the Burger King. Mm -hmm. Flipping burgers. Yeah. I, I just, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it just looks like something that you could sweep up, you know? It just does not look like a pile of any sort. Okay, here's building six. Looking from the other side. Let's see. I, uh, you see where the arrow's pointing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. six. We're looking from that direction into there. And so uh, here's a picture from in there on the left. You talk yeah. about being down to ground level. Well, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's an eight-story building. <laughs> 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 wow yeah so, that is crazy and there there it is there that the, we've been looking over this way at it mm -hmm. and this is that part get rid of pole building six that's it they had to take that down with uh cables because they didn't want the bathtub walls right here and they didn't mm -hmm. want to damage that and you see where building seven is over here how it's much lower down there's, there's hardly anything left of it just the outer shell wadded up and it's a miracle it's christmas magic oh yeah and uh, so uh, now <clears throat> more voids here notice uh that there's no dings in the roof here no dings and that's building six eight stories yeah that's just crazy yeah bare sidewalk 
this is another thing I, I was just fascinated with. Building seven didn't spill across the street. <laughs> I, it's I because there, China <laughs> was very efficient, okay? They just yep. magically just, yeah. <laughs> Look at that bare sidewalk. And when yeah, I go there to, to New York, I always, you know, with somebody, I say, I make them go over there and look at the wall. Pristine, you know, the pristine, post office here. Pristine. Oh, no wow. dings in the wall. It was a miracle. It was a, a Yeah, I was going to say, did, did you uh, did you ever go there after and, and kind of just assess from your own uh, viewpoint? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where I saw some uh, dirt trucks in action. <laughs> 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 and when, they, when the dirt truck pulled out, the the uh the driver uh got out and somebody else got in the passenger side of the truck and scooted over to the driver's seat to drive it away. <laughs> so the the guy who drives it who sees behind the the wall what's going on in the in the uh, uh debris field area doesn't see where the dirt goes to. They swap drivers there. Jeez. Uh, uh, it's it's it was pretty strange. <laughs> Now, now, Dr. Judy, we're, we're at a little bit over an hour. On, and so one of the things I do want to make sure that we get to dive in is because we didn't do it in that previous episode. So I just want to make sure is, is we wanted to talk about the um, request for correction and whatnot mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, some of that stuff that was happening in the background with some of those, uh, you know, the groups like the, the truth or movement and whatnot and AE nine eleven truth and, and whatnot. So, so, so I, I don't know uh, how much more you've got, but I want to make sure that we can dive into that. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is uh building seven. Yeah. You get, it did spill across the street. Now we're going to go look at, at the ground level, right where that, that yellow arrow is. Okay. And here it is. And when it, and then it uh, goes poof and see, it doesn't even go over the street yeah that is wild it went poof <laughs> yeah that seismic impact yeah it didn't happen you see the big uh, thud in the ground um michael ober says he uh he, he didn't remember hearing the sound of anything i don't remember the sound of the building hitting the ground somebody told me that it was measured on the brick Richter? Richter. Richter scale. I don't know how true that is. The building is hitting the ground that hard. How do I not remember the sound of it? My yep. Oh, look the at answer. all the dust. Yeah, that doesn't make a sound. <laughs> it's like snow. <laughs> and that's that's much finer than uh it, it's incredibly fine. It's Wow. And there's a nice clean bathtub. You can see the parking garage is still intact. Intact. It's under, under six. And, uh, you know, where did your car parked? Oh, no, blue levels, red levels. That's the markings for it. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, three kinds of, it's also chemical energy. But mm -hmm. as thermal energy vaporizes stuff. So you have to have really high temperature. Or pulverization is kinetic energy. Okay. You know, like a wrecking ball or you mm -hmm. know, a bomb or something like that. The directed energy does something different. Dustification. Toasted cars. They're toast. They're history. <laughs> okay. This is another thing that I'm, I, I have this sort of like anti-trolled, you know, it's it's problems that the trolls have. Um, that they, they like to say, oh, they're toad over there. Well, this EMT, Alan Cook, saw a car appear going to spontaneous combustion. Wow. They, 
he searches for a reason. He says, well, maybe a fireball came, got loose from the World Trade Center, rolled down the hill, <laughs> and hit the, <laughs> hit the cars. But like you and said, you're, 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 you're grasping at straws to try to make it make sense. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? And that's what he's doing. He's like stuffing off. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it was EMT from the, from the bridge that it was so hot. You could feel the heat from the bridge. Wow. If it's that, if it's really physical heat, uh, the paper over here in between would have been burned up. Yeah. And right. Other things. No, it was something they were sensing that they interpreted as heat. Okay. Toasted bus. Toasted bus. Yeah, look, there's nothing there's nothing around that fell on it, right? You can see it's just wet um soot or whatever the stuff was, the the dustification. And and this thing is totally incinerated. What could do that? There's no uh, burn marks on it. <clears throat> right. And a sea of unburned paper over here. Now does it, a, as you said, is directed. So could it could it affect a person or I how think does directed this stuff work? It is, is, is like instructed. Um, okay. It, it it's not uh it's not kinetic energy. It doesn't touch it. And okay. It's not thermal energy. It didn't get cooked. And it's not chemical energy. You didn't see something pour acid all over the bus. Um, but this energy was instructed to do something differently that normally does. And it starts appearing that it's a, a kind of field interference. Okay. Um, th that's why some uh, it's it's patchy. You know, different places have different effects. Okay. And does it have an effect? I remember at one point. I don't know if it was. It wasn't on the presentation we put, but maybe it was in the book where there were people jumping off out of the buildings with no clothes on. Is that, did you say anything or, about that? Yeah, she talked about that at length. Can we talk about that just a little bit? Okay, that um, uh, if, if I were in the top floor and I was told the building was on fire, we might not get down or, or it might be tricky. First thing I'd do is get all my extra clothes out of my desk, soak them down before we lost water pressure. Mm -hmm, the bathroom, okay. and, yeah. and wrap them around my head and so forth to, to head out. So I'd be wet. If uh, the sprinklers kicked on, I'd be wet. Mm -hmm. If you're hot and sweaty, you'd be wet. And one of the things we know, and I don't know what this was, but microwave weapons like for crowd control mm -hmm. have the active now system, that wet stuff is a whole lot worse. Like in your, your um, uh, microwave oven, if it's mm -hmm. wet, it, it cooks. If it's yeah. dry, it doesn't. And so that made sense and then there's this one particular fellow that's uh hanging from a hand and a foot dangling out of the 105th floor mm -hmm. appearing to take his pants off why is it so important for him to take his pants off dangling from the 105th it's, floor it was yeah. burning him right or it might have been wet or something mm -hmm. you know but his pants may have been and, and it was uh harming him it, it, the trolls often say well, if it's it's really hot from a fire, it, you know they're they're trying to cool off. Mm -hmm. But firefighters don't fight fires in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to your point, if you're if you're hanging out of a window, are you going to? How bad would it be to have to risk falling because you're trying to get your pants off? You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And there's several of them that you see that take their shirts off and you know 
there's one that's falling. It has a pant leg, dang, you know, with the pants, you know, trailing off behind it. I don't think that these people voluntarily jumped. Right. Now, if, if you put your hand on a hot burner on the stove, you don't say, hmm, should I take, you know, I smell something cooking. <laughs> should I take it off? <laughs> no, your hand just flies off. Right, yeah. right. If uh, that was your environment up there, like it was a microwave, you're, you're just trying to get out of the way of that microwave. You're not thinking about where you jump to. You're just yeah, jumping yeah. out of the way. Right. Because there's a lot of them out there. There's one guy is, is flapping his wings, like, like, you know, trying to. Yeah, he's not expecting to be out there. Some of them look like. It also, if you're going to jump, wouldn't you have a, a picture of your, of your loved one that take it from your desk and put in, and hold it, mm -hmm. or have some yeah. identification? These are all empty-handed people, and uh, so it was it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And as I said in the book, what made me be able to deal with it is these people needed their story told like that guy mm -hmm. hanging from a hand to foot out the window. And, you know, that, that's horrible dying and not having anybody know what happened to you. Yeah. So and, and, that, and that's perhaps the power of all of that is that, you know, you, people want to just, they want to, I don't know what the word is, victimize the, um, like you said, what, what appeared to happen. And so you can't inspect it, mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to be able to inspect it if you're going to understand what you're going to do from it and but everybody's like no it's just such a traumatic thing we need to just respect it for what it is mm -hmm. which is just drop it it happened just it was drop it yeah tragedy traumatic let's not talk about but it. there could be a lot of good information that helps us infer yeah. what's happening yeah and and if that person from beyond the the grave could actually speak to you what would they want you to do yeah yeah, yeah. don't talk about it okay don't talk about <laughs> right. my pants just pretend I just pretend I never existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Anyway, I call this the swamp because um, you see, it looks like all the fire hoses and stuff on it. Yeah, they look like a swamp. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the, these aren't like burned cars. It's they look more um, sandblasted for a new paint job. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's other things, and then there's a picture of the bus later. It looks moved. And more deteriorated. I don't know if I would think if a if a uh, a front end loader came along and tried to mash it down, um, they wouldn't. It wouldn't just be there. They who'd want to mash it? But it yeah. also looks more damaged. Because that was something that that was one of the points you're making in the book that that like the effects continued on, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a reaction that has a it has it has a. Uh, uh, you know, a certain amount of time that it's active and it's going to continue to deteriorate whatever it's it's uh, focused yeah. on. Now, did the book ever go into the mechanics of how how do you target certain things? Uh, no, I'm I can't. I'm not. Uh, it's not my crime. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I I can find parallel evidence, and I show that. Okay. And John Hutchison actually uses microwaves. He has a static field and he interferes um, radio frequency signals in there and then weird things happen. They all look like they came out. How I found his site was I, well, I tripped upon a blog and I, oh my gosh, somebody's got some more pictures for, of, of the <laughs> World Trade Center. Wait, that's not the World Trade Center. You know, I realized they replicate all of the uh, the issues. Yeah. Oh, from the from what happened in nine eleven? No, no, he he just from different for years, for, over years since the you know, late seventies. 
Okay, late 70s. So so there is sign of other events that may have used the same technology? Oh, no, this is, he does it in his living room. It's experiments, uh, experiments, yeah. Were there... Yeah, there? There have been other events that I, I uh, suspect. I haven't studied them in great detail, but mm -hmm. I'd like to... Before or after? Well, the mirror building the uh, in Oklahoma City, it, it looks a lot like uh, Building 6. It has cylindrical holes in it. Uh, okay. okay okay yeah the one that was it was supposedly the blown unibomber. up but not the unibomber uh Tim, timothy mcveigh supposedly yeah, the, it was fertilizer removed, bomb yeah, fertilizer bomb yeah on the uh, front of the building parked on the street yeah okay. they had toasty cars there too uh, uh, interesting interesting okay. um so here's this door patrick Connolly came out that door and uh, because the dust was all up and blocking out 100% of the sunlight, you couldn't see where you're going. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Okay. Then he said, but thank goodness the car started lighting up. Then he could see where he was going. <laughs> and so he came out that door, went up, went up the street. Oh. So uh, here's, here's a video of... Uh... All the cars. Those, the door handles are missing. Yeah. yeah. But that is still different than what we saw in Maui. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a different uh, thing. To, like, I have a picture with uh, plastic door trim. It's not melted. Okay. Because he's breathing in all that dust. Yeah. So, look at the engine cover. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who knows how much is in there is gone. And those but, cars aren't, it's not like they're smashed. You know what I mean? The, yep. Yep. And one of the biggest things uh, that would be the difference uh, with, you know, physical fires is uh, notice how there's no uh, rubber gasket around there. 100% yeah. of the is gone. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, his engine covers, uh, this uh, flopped over mail truck. And I'm trying to remember, Dr. Judy, in your book, I mean, did, did NIST talk about those cars at all? Nope. Not no. Mm -mm. They, yeah, they didn't investigate the collapse. Okay, here we have uh, a car being, or a van being hauled away on 9-11 at 1.24 p.m. So there's evidence that some cars were moved during the day. But mm -hmm. controls like to say all the cars were, were towed. I like to tease and call it T-O-A-D, toad, <laughs> toad cars. Okay, so, but here's uh, the car park, and we know those weren't towed. Mm -hmm. So as though towing the cars reverses their damage, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, they were not towed or moved. Yeah, and so here they are. Before they, they were toasted, then the upper right is where they're during toasting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's uh they were right they they were not even that close correct it's like a quarter mile away half mile away yeah distance that is crazy and there's a not not toad now notice this one uh in here is black i thought it was white because i first found the um the toasted picture mm -hmm. it's a black car out there in that aisle they're I running see. for cover yeah. So you see right where that that is, right that, where it's happening. There it is, toasted. 
Wow. It just kept acting, right? It's like oxidizing it or melting and oxidizing. Um, when John Hutchison is, is doing his experiments, when he shuts off the gizmo, mm -hmm. sometimes he gets some apparent spontaneous combustion. It's not real fire. Like he has a toy boat in, in a, a tub of water. He turn, you can tell the gizmo's on because the water's jumping around. Turns it okay. off and then the boat starts having, it looks like flame lighting up here and there on the boat. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Which is consistent with what um, uh, Connolly said when he came out and couldn't see anything. Then the, the car started lighting up. <laughs> so uh, you know, for for the trolls who like to discount all the the, the toasted cars, saying they're towed. Yeah, this is the same cars. Yep, the same cars. Now they tow them. Well, we saw while well, they're. It's interesting that there is some vegetation there, and and there's even some vegetation still left. Yeah. You would think that would burn. With it. Wasn't, it wasn't uh, from heat. It may turn into a conventional fire later on, but it doesn't start out that way. Okay. Okay. It's, it's some weird stuff in there. And then um, this intersection here, you know where, I know where that car is. And that's where it's a one-way street, park place. So we know um, it, the street goes from west to east. And here it is. So we know... Um, is one way, so we know that to the right is the uh, World Trade Center and the bus and all. This mm -hmm. car, this is right where Patrick Conley made it made a turn. So he he was there watching that car go. But look at all that paper. Yep, no paper. Paper's not on fire. <laughs> and then this uh, abrupt line. Yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. uh, quite weird. A different kind and, of thing. <laughs> this one, yeah. I, I don't know where it was toasted, but it's mighty weird. The um, polycarbonate lights on top have a low mel melting temperature. If that car is is uh, rip roaring hot, you know, from fire inside, those lights yeah. would be melted. Yeah. I mean, the and whole thing just, should have been right incinerated if the yeah, fire was and, in there. And uh, oops, the um, that that door, if you had it open while the inside was, you know, was on, in flames, it would lap around the door. If the door is closed while it's in flames, why is it just the front door toasted? Yeah. yeah. I think it has to do with uh, rubber gasket and insulation. And then the other side of that car, I call it wax spot because it looks like it has a new wax job for the show. <laughs> and you got one spot of it there. Pretty bizarre. That yeah, is wild. That is pretty bizarre. And upside down cars. That's yeah. That's a weird thing. Levitation evidence. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a photographer who was interviewed afterwards, David Hensha, talks about being lifted, carried, you know, a block or so down. Oh, wow. And that is part of kind of like a tornado, right? You pick things up? Elevation, yep. Elevation. It doesn't take, um, somebody right from my book came out um, from Florida, said that he was an assistant coach or something in, the, um, uh, in a high school. And a tornado came. They didn't get the warning quick enough, and he got picked up and carried someplace. But then he says you could, you could breathe just fine. It wasn't a vacuum. Oh wow! And he said proprioception was exceptional. You know, it was mm -hmm. pretty, pretty weird. Um, so look at the plastic um, frame around here. There's the the metal bright work got messed up, so it's material specific. Oh. Yeah. And you have a seat belt here that's not burned. Oh yeah. How uh, weird. Weird fires. weird fires. 
hot things glow, but not everything that glows is hot. <laughs> That's uh, I think of fluorescent lights. Yeah. So there's uh, the swamp there. We can go through that one faster. We're going to look. Uh, okay. Oh, that was Patrick Connolly's uh, door there. And see where he walked to. That was, that was cool. All right. He comes out like at point A and goes up to B, which is, um, oh, no, the street for the C, which is uh, Park Place. And he turns there. That's right where that car was. Okay. Wow. Uh, but but notice uh, this no debris on either side. If it was if it was um, uh, burning material flying through the air, why did it only land on the cars? Didn't land on the paper on the on the street. It didn't land right. on any of the buildings. Right. So it doesn't make make sense that you know that debris only falls down that canyon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it only hits, it yeah. Only hits the cars. Yeah. <clears throat> but notice the signposts are grounded. They're potted in the in the ground. They the signpost didn't have a problem. Right. Lots of uh, paper. Yeah, look at that. Just paper everywhere and it's not burning. And the the, the firefighters weren't too worried about uh, fires. Uh, you know, the apparent fires. I gotta make sure I don't mislabel it. Um, you know, they come ho hum, going for a lunch break. And they're going over to Burger King. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just walking by. Yeah. And for, this is looking the other direction down there. But yeah, you see cars without the uh, engine cover. Yeah. And it's just and, and a nice bushy green tree over on the left. But just on one side. You well, see it, like it, they're yeah, burned on one side, it, but not the it, other. And that's uh, something that started hitting me about interference because that's the the method I use in my lab to measure things okay. is um, uh, you know, Moray interferometry, where you're interfering uh, two beams of coherent light, and you get walls of constructive and destructive interference. You okay. get things, and you can also, you know, I don't know, I don't have the experience like what John Hutchison does with interfering different types of energy, but obviously that exists. And so it would make sense that you would have some good interference and some not so good interference. So you'd have patchiness around where okay. you know, devastation happened in one car, not another. But not another. Or half of the car and not the other half. There's uh, peeling effects there. And there's um, uh, the uh, peeling down here. That was uh, John Hutchison sample at the bottom there. It's extruded aluminum, but why is it like delaminated peeling? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, more uh, toasted cars. But one of the things I like here is this um, this side fire on the uh, apparent side fire uh -huh. on the the van. What's burning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, and papers are burning. That's lack of high heat. Uh, a lot of the truthers would show this and say that was proof that it was super hot. And according to um, you know reports that came out, they they uh, had a color uh, chart, and then it, right here at point uh, E, it was supposed to be 819 Fahrenheit, right when this picture was taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how the hell are they down there? Um, it, it's a lake. The the water main broke. Mm -hmm. Those, that kept them cool <laughs> from the yeah, 819 yeah. Fahrenheit? <laughs> yep, and the truthers uh, like to say it, it, it was hot molten metal. Well, they want us to believe that these guys are hiking through hot molten metal. Yes. 
<laughs> there are no steam explosions either. Uh huh. That is the point. Yeah. That's that's kind of scary because if we're talking about different frequencies and energy, and I don't know much about that stuff. I mean, and we talk a lot about you know cell towers and. 5g and 6g uh, you know that you. thank you is there yes. any relationship <laughs> uh one thing that bugs me about the cell phone towers is um where, where's the environmental impact statement yeah uh you know how they discovered uh microwaves can can heat stuff for a microwave oven yeah they, yeah they used it for transmission for radio waves and during the war right vietnam i think uh, started in the in the forties, and uh, it was cooking birds or something like that. No, uh, somebody who was working on uh, Percy Spencer is his name. Uh, was working on a, a transmission tower, and he had a chocolate bar in his pocket. And he reached his pocket, and it was a puddle, totally melted. So, being the smart guy he was, he went back to the the, uh, the office building and down the basement where they had the shop. He had someone reproduce all the, the things in a box and it cooked food that became uh, the radar range <laughs> that was that was where the first uh, microwave oven came from he took that wow. one his wife in the 40s 45 i think it was something like okay, that yeah. okay radar range by raytheon but wow. uh yeah all this other stuff you what is it doing to our environment right I think that our bodies. Be, I mean, I think the, yeah. the thing they think about the most is our bodies, right? How is it affecting our bodies? I know there's a lot of people who get cancer from holding the cell phone up to their ear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But here's this guy definitely wading through there. He doesn't look like a boiled chicken. So. No. And uh, it's, uh, he's got special clothing. That's why. Uh huh. <laughs> Oxy fuel hose is they're using for cutting torts. If that ground was really hot, um, as Jesse Ventura said, you wouldn't dare do that now, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that to Alex Jones. But it's uh, yeah, it's the debris field isn't hot. And also, you were on Alex Jones, is that right? Nope. Nope. Uh, uh, I'm Marvin the Martian, as we refer to this. Yep. Yeah, he was uh, always trying to, you know, throw sling mud at me. But Jesse Ventura was on. Somebody gave him okay, here, I have to do the story. Um, Jesse Ventura had a had a new book come out and he was at a book signing in Southern California. And a guy came up and he was in the line, came up to him next his next his turn, and he uh had a copy of my book and he plopped it down in Jesse Ventura's lap and said, read this. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And Jesse, yeah. And he did. And uh, he went on um, Alex Jones's show to talk about his book. And he talked about my book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is uh, Alex, a Alex, Alex, you gotta, you gotta a lot more book. interesting. <laughs> and Alex Jones was trying to shut him up as fast as he could. <laughs> He'd read the thing because he, he understood all of the, the details and Alex Jones said it was really hot. Jesse Ventura said, no, they had oxy-fuel hoses on that pile. And if it was that hot, you wouldn't dare do that now, would you? I know, <laughs> so he, right? It was, it was cool. Now, <clears throat> this is the most intriguing thing. This came out after, or was discovered after my book was out. It's one thing I wish I could add to it, but um, a Bible, parts of. 
And you can see in the bottom left. It corner, looks like those yeah. those books from early days, you know, where it's like the tablets, you know, you have part of it and part of it is missing. This is steel and concrete that the Bible it melted in. Oh, wow. And then and then notice the uh, his fingers right, right there rolling across the top of the page. It was liquid and re-solidified. Wow, I wonder was, what it says. What chapter it was. Well, on. but but the, but yeah, but I mean, think about that. Think how hot that metal was. How, yeah, that, that how does that book exactly. survive? I wonder if the Bible it, has any clues of what happened. Uh, it's uh, stuff about forgiving people. It says retaliation. Retaliation. Yeah. Is that divorce? Oh, yeah. It's it's quite uh, it's quite interesting the parts there, but but the um that the thing that uh, rolled across here. If it was hot, if it was liquid because it was hot, mm -hmm. that, those pages would have been burned up. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's not so even we, a there's not even a slight singe around it. Yeah. So if it if it was um, you know flowing, it was flowing for it was liquid for a different reason. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. I've never. That's one thing I've never. I've never seen this one before. That's a new one. When did you come across this one? How many years ago? Uh, it was shortly after the book came out, but then okay. um, uh, uh, made a big effort. That's sort of why I went up to the 9-11 Museum with my friend. Yeah, We wanted to say, these are our pictures, so we know <laughs> we were there then. You know? right, nice, right. nice. You did your own picture taking. And it's amazingly thin. These, this one wasn't mine, but it, it's just incredible. And it's it, is, Does the... the... Artifact has a description. Do they ever mention how come the the pages? No, no. And, and the uh, Pope came not long after this was discovered and put it in the museum. And it, the Pope is, is standing there with his hands on top of it, bowing down like he's saying a prayer and makes, makes doesn't make eye contact with it. Really? <laughs> that was bizarre. That is weird. So, uh, yeah, you see a guy's had his head tucked down when the dust cloud came. Mm -hmm. And and the guy on the right is, uh, I can see where his tie was. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. Woman, woman in the middle. So, yeah, it, it was actually cooler than ambient temperature, the dust cloud was. Really? But it, but it irritated the skin. And people wanted to go wash it up. It was just like chewing on the skin. Now, this is a, a famous uh, one that was the truthers like to play early on. Uh, and and they said how uh, oh mind you the debris field no um, uh, cadaver dogs or or rescue dogs no reports of burned feet oh wow very and here interesting she, she says that uh, steel toe boots were melting because it was 100, 1100 degrees uh, on the file wow and I know if my my uh, oven is eleven hundred degrees the, the been melting the turkey inside is more than well done yeah <laughs> no matter no whether you're of, wearing shoes or yeah. not <laughs> yep and no no reports of uh of burned feet but there's uh i listened to a recording of a guy somewhere in the lower part of the the towers he wasn't getting out you know he, he was going to be a goner he, he was calling his wife you know tell you know to tell her he loves him or, you know right and and uh and then he goes oh my shoes are melting, <laughs> and and the and then the phone line cut. So oh. I think that there was some disassembly of of the material. Yeah. Okay. So and, and and you you don't know what to think of it, so you're like, oh, it's right. melting. Yeah. Yeah. Open until two in the morning. 
That's good. Delivery, whatever it is, let's Material is not that this uh, mechanism is not self-quenching. It was ongoing, yeah. and this is Rudy Giuliani. This, this is good. You say it's two thousand degrees. <laughs> <laughs> this is like they were staying over, yeah. Eleven hundred was and they, they survived to tell the story. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! How did he know? like george stephanopoulos he's trying to explain why you know because they just fell down yeah it, it's not self-quenching and uh one thing also to remember is when they did the first uh, nuclear bomb test they did not know if it was self-quenching or not they did not know if they'd end up destroying the, the planet right that's uh something to remember a okay, dustification and yeah, this uh, is not self-quenching, but um, I'll tell you later what, what they did about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a dustification for sure. You know, where'd the building go? Well, there's part of it. Right. And this uh, Greg Jenkins character uh, who was trying to interview me said, oh, all the rubble went down. I said, you know, he said something about what's measuring the dust. I said, what part of the dust? Some of it went to the, <laughs> up, up into the atmosphere, went right. down the eastern seaboard. So, you know, any sample is a biased sample. Yeah, and this is you know one face from ground to roof. This it's just pouring out of the building. Wow! From inside out. Yeah. Yeah, and why didn't it come out these these windows in the front? Yeah. That's a great question. It's like a, there's some field effect. It's, it's pulling them out. And then uh, it goes up and up and up and up. Um, Are those said, satellite photos? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see how far up it went. What carried the dust upward? Helium? Yeah, it's a good reason to, to wonder that too, because um, cold fusion experiments uh, produce what they call cold fusion, produces helium. Oh. Um. How far up did it go? Well, I went to um, to look at some weather satellite images, and, and I saw a hurricane. I don't have those pictures here, but yeah, it was a hurricane right outside of, right at the end of Long Island. Oh wow, that's what it looked like. It was the spire and everything. No, there actually was it, a hurricane. Oh, there was. Yeah, a it, hurricane. it was like it was like the size of Katrina. Oh wow! And it was aimed towards uh, New York City for for uh, four days straight. And then it uh, stopped, like it pulled up to Chocolate, and that afternoon it started heading out of town. Just put it in reverse. Wow. So um, you think this technology, I mean, just asking your opinion, can uh, has anything to do with the weather modification that you see or the different storms? Well, again, instead of not speculating, but I can ask a question here. Mm -hmm. that, um, 
they, people were in New York City weren't warned that we don't know where this hurricane's going. We think it'll turn around sometime, but you know, it was aimed right towards Manhattan. Um, it, voluntary uh, evacuation before it was mandatory. They've done that with other hurricanes, uh -huh. like, like around Houston. It, it was yeah. a voluntary evacuation, and then if it got any closer, they're going to call it, you know, uh, mandatory. Well, there was no mention of it. And how do you evacuate eight million people? Mm -hmm. Right. So they had to be a hundred percent sure where that hurricane was going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> that they're yeah. fortune tellers. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just have that uh, logic check. And I have this comment here for dust studies. They're in my book. Uh, you know, the some of the trolls like to say I don't do any dust. I, you know, I, I don't mention the dust studies. But yeah, I do. And I saw that picture. It's definitely turned to dust. If you didn't know how what, to look at evidence and you're busy jumping to a conclusion, mm -hmm. it can be distracting. But here, after we've, you've looked at the evidence, you see, oh, yeah, that thing's turned to dust. Mm -hmm. and then and looking then at all this evidence um what was the impulse did you do collect the evidence because you just wanted to know for yourself or there was an impulse to actually um do your your oh, uh, your cases as as a whistleblower no what I, came, I came before later. yeah what okay. came later um that it was i started because of well if they're not uh, fixing the election they're not going to fix 9-11 Right. So I started looking at it, and like on that day, when I saw those towers coming apart, like unraveling a sweater, it was like, that's weird. Another thing I thought was, if this isn't the U.S.'s technology, don't they want to study it to find out who, you know, how how it works? Right. Yeah. Right. And learn something from it. it. There's something interesting about it, and then see, just try to figure out what the heck's going on. <laughs> and uh, in this one, you'll notice see along this roof line. It has a little blip there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nothing's hit it. Yeah. But it's, but it's starting to bow out. That's where it came apart. Remember the lawyer that was further down? Yeah. That, mm -hmm. That's where the, the hallway disappeared. Yeah. So right right then, that, that firefighter is probably walking right down through there. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and you've seen this one. I'm showing, you know, this the in case the, the mouse didn't work, where that beam's going to drop mm -hmm. and, and um, I, I like to point out is somebody saying that dust uh, overtook the, the steel beam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it, it doesn't work it doesn't work that way but after you see that I love that it, it, I, I play that over and over again here you go wow <laughs> <laughs> because it, what, I hadn't seen this that this was footage. so good <laughs> it was like a uh you know a reality check moment <laughs> it's like and how then, much dust is on that beam Jeez. <laughs> don't they clean and then, that and disappear yeah dirty windows yeah it, it was just yeah it was just so surreal to watch that another mental exercise i do is is say um uh, imagine you're going to impersonate a beam here Okay. So what are you going to do? You cover yourself with dust and jump, <laughs> jump off the top of the building. Are you going to look like that on the way down? <laughs> no, that dust is going to blow off immediately. Yeah. yeah. So you, you grab more flour, you know, you dump it on. No, that that doesn't look like that. So what it is is that it becomes clear 
that mental exercise is that material has to be effervescing into dust. That is crazy. And this is uh, just a, a, a regular speed version of it. But where that stuff's falling down that intersection, uh, yeah, we can go look at that intersection. There it is. And, it's, it and there's nothing, nothing there. there. Yeah. It's, it's some the dust, the dust is there. Yeah. But uh, you can see from the body language, this guy's got his arms at his side, arms folded, hand, hands on the hips. Like, <laughs> wait, there's, supposed, there's a blue sky up there. There's supposed to be a building. What is going on? It's that, Judgment Day. It's the Twilight Zone. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. And okay, we're gonna get you. And see there, it's looking floppier, but but down below, all right, it's crisp on the edges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's clearly um, there. You can see it. It's there. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not. Yeah, the, the, the trolls say, oh, it was the dust that landed on it and shook off and because it was so fine, it hung in the air. <laughs> Wait, did it land on it or is it hanging in the air? Yeah. <laughs> you get it both ways. you got to grab on, you know, grab on to the to your theory. Well, and I come back, they, they never show this picture. They never show it. I've, I see stuff all the time. I've, I I hadn't seen that till I'd seen your presentation. I've never seen that photo for years and years, even through all the uh, controlled demolition talk. No, but, 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 uh, yeah, they, they can't address this. Yeah. <laughs> if that thing, if that thing tips over, even, even if it falls straight down, there's going to be a gigantic pile. I mean, look at that. That thing is bigger than buildings in every city. I, I kind of think this is stairway B. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And why those guys survived because it, it, that didn't get uh, it was in a pocket. So um, there's various videos because anyone for every occasion. <laughs> you know, people say, "Well, it's this this angle you're looking at, or that angle you're looking at." I call this the the banana peel. Uh, yeah, it's clearly there. It's not even yeah. moving. Yeah. Yeah, uh, waving a little bit. Okay, here's uh, th this is uh, probably the first video I ever found, so it's it's not the best quality, but. Yeah, there you see it. Yeah. And and something you will not believe. I'll show a video in here that I think is the one that they have in the 9-11 Museum. And they don't realize what they're showing. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Yeah, look, the whole thing's gone around it. It's just like skeleton. Yeah. You see how it looks like a, a rope. Yeah. It has no stiffness to it. It starts wavering. It looks like a, you know. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, that's nutty. Let's see. Is this one? Okay. This is the image they have. They don't have the sound with it. This is the image they have in the 9-11 Museum. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. 
Wow, look at that dust cloud. Wow. I think somebody might not notice. I think the people who put the video up there didn't notice that spire there. It was clear as day. Yeah. And it's gone. Because <laughs> yeah, look at all the other dust is gone. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. And you see where it no longer has crisp edges. Yeah. But that's that's one, of course, the truthers can't explain away either. And let's see. They say that you made up the video. That's one of those ones if you're if you're with them, you're like, dude, come on, yeah. come on. It's right there. Look, what are you telling yeah. me? Yeah, here it goes. See, it's, it's poof. But from all directions, it, it appears to go down. There's a hole well, in the ground. Should, Dr. Judy, it's just that you don't have enough rigor, you know. Right, <laughs> right. Look at this image right there. Yeah, it looks like it turns to a, a limp rope. Yes. It's a, I think there's the last one of these. You see that TV antenna at the top? Yeah. Yeah. They got the TV antenna. Yeah. But... Should I do it? Wow. <laughs> Somebody's like, okay, get that beam hey, over on it, that one. Why does it look like a look like a rope? You know, just loses its stiffness. Yeah. It kind of bends. And then it disappears. Uh, oops. It was just too it happened too fast for your eyes to to catch up with it. Yeah, the big thing is it's it's crisp edges. Of course, this is mm -hmm. the compression errors in it, but um from all the ones we've seen and seen from different angles and different uh sources. Mm -hmm. So it sure looks like a phenomenon. But the, I, I just couldn't believe it. They have the 9 11 Museum. But if they hear this uh, <laughs> this, this interview, they'll, they'll take you, it you, out probably. You just need to set up a booth there and just point to it every time it plays. You go, see, look at that. See that? They can't explain that. <laughs> yeah. See how it just disappeared? We'd probably be uh, arrested or something. Vanishes into dust. Yeah. Well, so can we, because I know we're coming up yeah. on almost two hours. Can we talk about uh, that uh, request okay. for correction? All right. Or... So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a whole lot. Oh, sorry. Get this. Here's building seven. It it turned to dust internally. Yeah. All right. So, because uh, they're comparing the two things. And that's one second apart. These are two frames. Of oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it just appears. And I think the whole inside, this is actually the most honest thing that NIST did, or one of the contractors made this model. Okay. And uh, of Building 7. The truth is, make fun of it, but I think this is darn close. The inside of the building turned to dust and it actually was blowing out the windows. And it's just the outer shell left. That's yeah. why it made essentially no um, seismic impact. Because it had all been only, yeah. weeded out, yeah. The now this uh, this this weapon or this gizmo, as you're talking about the the guy that did some experiments in his living room, um, is that a device that does that oh, inside he, the building? He, um, he likes old equipment and he, it, with uh, tubes in it instead of you know solid state stuff, and and uh, it creates a static field within that interferes with radio frequency signals. And it's weird things happening. 
and he comes from within the object that he's trying to uh, modify or is it coming from a distance is oh, it coming no, from no, he, above he a, or he has like a table and the whole thing is a, is uh in a static field and okay aims the radio frequency signal in there and depending on what inside of the field it is. is it is yeah. the okay yeah. gotcha and the best uh analogy i can think of for that is uh your cell phone okay Oh, <laughs> you, you, you don't need uh, you need more than just a cell phone to make a call. You need to, to have, be in the range of the tower. Right. Mm -hmm. OK, that's the field. Um... So you don't care where the tower is. You just have yeah. to be within range of it. Right. And that's what the field effects are like. And uh, he's a static field. I don't know for sure if the hurricane was used for that or what, but. Yeah, hurricanes produce a static field. Got it. Oh, I They're see. They're like a giant Tesla coil. Okay. So uh, all the stuff you have to do for a controlled demolition, um, and sometimes they, they have to uh, pre-demolish some parts so it would come down. It's a big study. Mm -hmm. So here we're going to look at the ocean towers. It's unfinished, and it's, uh, it's things started sinking in the ground, so they had to take it down. 37 stories. And... You know that that the um, building seven was was uh, forty seven. Yeah, I was gonna say it was 40. finished. It was finished with stuff in it. You know, mm -hmm. so this is an empty building, a hollow building that's shorter. And you know what they what they go through to um, uh, take it down. Uh, this this is important to see. It's. Wow. And the dust doesn't really rise wow. above the height of the initial structure. Okay. Now, here's Barbara Crowley. She's over on West Street, and Building 7 is over here, and she's getting interviewed. <clears throat> uh, there she is. And uh, Building 7 will drop down behind her. She doesn't see it. But the crowd goes, ah, when they see it dropping down. And she's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? You know, she has no clue. Because she didn't hear anything. Right. And oh. where it is in the video is right after, <laughs> you know, they say, says something about vendors and they need fluids, they need water, they need protein, foods. Uh, this is only the beginning. And just as she's saying that, the building comes starts down. You can see it right <laughs> behind her. Real quick. Hold on, yeah, real quick. Take two seconds prior to something. You see Building 7 over here. Yeah, there it is. NYU Medical Center. Okay. All I know at this point is they're trying to establish an outdoor hospital facility like they've set up at Chelsea Pierce for the personnel that are attending, not for the injured in the scene. They can't get in to get any casualties out at this time. They don't know the extent of it at this point. What we're doing now is going up to get medical supplies to bring down trauma physicians down here to set up the surgical units and the, uh, the triage unit down here. In addition to, if anybody out there can help, any vendors who have food or supplies, the have watch. no food, nothing but snacks. They need I've never seen this clip before. <laughs> yeah, well, before I said the tower. the beginning of what they're facing. So we're, and we need masks. We need TV. Boom. Oh, there it is. Oh, shit. What is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> 
he has no clue. Wow. The only clue she got was from everybody. Who, who was watching it? There's another uh, video of that where the, the photographer goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he sees it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and Billy's head was, was bigger and it had stuff in it. Wow. And it goes down much faster. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, yeah, also with uh, explosives, you need uh, to turn off cell phones and two-way radios. Or else you accidentally set off something. Can't okay. do that in Lower Manhattan. Uh, Scott tanks were were uh, heard exploding at street level on fire oh, trucks. Oh wow! Hmm. There might just real quick. We're almost to the end here. So it's a steel frame building with aluminum cladding. All right. So let's grind up some aluminum. Yeah, and turn it to dust. We have a bunch of aluminum dust. And then uh, grind up the, the, the steel, and it's going to rust immediately. So you have rust plus uh, aluminum. That's thermite. Okay. Okay. Why wouldn't you have that in the dust? Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another thing that was missing on 9-11 is uh, yeah, some evidence that was missing. <laughs> uh, here's, here's some thermite. That was missing on 9-11. Nobody was blinded by light. Okay. So that, that wipes out uh, nukes, uh, mini nukes, whatever, uh, thermite, you know, various other things, high heat. Is it, it's just, uh, it's super, that's just welding railroad tracks. All right. You're here. My uh, request for corrections to NIST. This is one of the pages from it. Okay. And I point out in there that uh, this this uh, snowball is like, does that look like a collapse to you? No. <laughs> yeah, they call it a collapse. You know, the final report on the collapse of the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, no, it says, okay, here's uh, some terms to know Data Quality Act, False Claims Act, FARA, Fraud Enforcement Recovery Act, and the CTAM case. Um, data Quality Act. Government can't disseminate uh, fraudulent data. That's that's rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell them that they that they uh, are disseminating uh, fraudulent data. But um, the by accident, right? You're not telling them. They're right. Doing <laughs> yeah. The, the fault, but the claim act is <laughs> the contracts in this report are not to defraud the government. That's that's mm -hmm. what the False Claim Act is. Well, okay. they, they gave NIST a bum steer because they, they supplied him with uh, bogus information. Mm -hmm. So due to those two things, the False Claim Act, so you know, NIST has to go, go after uh, them. But uh, with, uh, uh, let's see, <clears throat> the KTAM case, you have to be the first to blow the whistle. It's a whistleblower case. And you have to show there's fraud. Mm -hmm. That's pretty easy. And later on, the uh, FARA, uh, Fraud Enforcement Recovery Act, was passed. Remember the um, um, 2008 or so, plus or minus the, uh, what do you call it, 
the, the financial places that they, they, mm -hmm. they were going belly up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Congress wanted there to be accountability. So they passed, they passed FARA. So the law was already in place. But how judges were uh, deciding the cases was, well, you have to, to prove they intended, uh, you know, fraud and where their premeditated uh, thoughts were, exactly where they were standing, what the hour hand was on the clock, the minute hand, the second hand, and, you know, exactly uh, down to a, a nanometer where they were standing when this, you know, they, they could put all sorts of qualifiers on it, throw the case out, and that's what had been happening. So Congress said, no, this is what we intend the law to be, and restated it. And that's what this Fraud Enforcement Recovery Act is. That you just have to show there's fraud and be the first person. Okay. But but that wasn't passed yet. I'll show you when that, that came to be. So the NIST uh, mandate from Congress was uh, to determine why and how uh, WTC 1 and 2 collapsed and uh, why and how WTC 7 collapsed. They end up not doing that one. So um, this is in my... Some of, some it of seems the like the question of, of NIST was already an assumption, right? That a plane had yep. hit and how did it collapse? Yep. It, they just assumed a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how could they say it came down in free fall and, and that doing so is a form of collapse? That was, that was a problem I had. But mm -hmm. then also, you know, very, various other things. Um, so I filed that March 16th. And uh, Andrew Johnson put out a press release about it. Oh, wow. And, and then uh, like three, three and a half weeks later, that's when architects and engineers from 11 Truth put up a website and started being an entity. Wow. And, and they submitted <laughs> theirs. Wow. They, but nobody talked about yours, Dr. Right, J. Right, right. <laughs> uh, they claimed that they were the first or something. No, they, they weren't the first. Wow. But, but also... Um, you know the big deal is thermite. There's no mention of thermite in their uh, in their request for correction to NIST. Wow! Uh, you know it's a, it's a, a crime to defraud the government. <laughs> yeah, so it said on your earlier slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, but you your decision to to go forward because you're already having trouble. You're just having trouble talking to your own colleagues in your field about what you are observing. How yeah. did you come to the to to find the will to well, uh, go forward with the suit? I, I, I found a lawyer. Uh, the lawyer had seen uh, some junk on the in some troll forums about uh, this stupid idiot uh, Judy Woods. That's what they <laughs> referred to me as. Has his dub website. Well, he went and looked at the website, and his jaw dropped. And said, "My gosh, that's evidence that can go to court." Right. Wow. Okay. So he <laughs> sought you out. Yeah, and uh, started communicating with me, and I was really standoffish because of all the, the troll bites around me. Like, right. okay, he was he was patient. He was patient. Okay. And it paid off. Okay. But um, uh, nothing else had evidence could go to court. They you can't take theories to court. Right. And then, uh, so right after that, before I heard anything back, of course, I filed. Uh, uh, the Ketam case under seal. It has to be filed under seal so nobody knows about it. And um, then I got the response from NIST in July. 
um, and whoops, I can't see something over there. July but, 27, uh, 2007, yeah, response the, from NIST. Yeah, the response from NIST, uh, as, as, as stated in NC Star 1, NIST only investigated the factors leading to the initiation of the collapse, not the collapse Oh my themselves. gosh. <laughs> they, they, and what they did is had a hypothetical imaginary situation. They never investigated the collapse. That's fraud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, then September 12th, they, did, they wanted to avoid the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the anniversary date. So September 12th, they unsealed it. So now people could know about it. And the decision came June uh, uh, 2008, 2008 says. Yep, the key decision. And the judge essentially said, George B. Daniels, I'm essentially not, you know, not going to hear a case about who shot JFK or what landed on the moon. Oh my <laughs> gosh! It was it was a it was a, a long thing, but uh, that's a paraphrase. But he he mentioned JFK and the moon landing in there, <laughs> and then had something about airplanes. I don't talk about airplanes. Right. And then uh, he said, "Oh, he he said some other stuff." And trolls have used that to to claim as proof. I said those things, but it oh didn't. my gosh! Yeah. So anyway, then uh, my lawyer uh, submitted a motion to reconsider because, um, excuse me, sir, maybe it misunderstood the case. It's not about JFK or what led to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it was dismissed like within the next hour. It was. Oh you know, my gosh. Same day. Yeah, because because yeah. weren't you saying like you guys had submitted it? It wasn't like even an hour later or something. Uh, the the motion to reconsider, you know. But I mean, but they had received it, and like you could tell they didn't even read it, right? It was yeah, like yeah, yeah, just no, yeah. So now we uh, filed an appeal to to the uh, court of appeals, and then NISTA just brought out their um, building seven report, and I filed com comments on that, and I think I gave you a link to it, and they're pretty detailed on the web page, and my website. Yeah, we can put those uh, in the show notes. Yeah, they they uh, uh, made a PDF of it, and I mean, what I sent in, they they uh, then scanned in the PDF printout. So it's really really horrible, horrible quality, and it was something like uh, 500 megabytes or something. Okay. <laughs> so that nobody, so that nobody would ever download it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, it's, it's, that was pretty detailed. Okay, then we had a hearing date. Notice this: uh, eight minutes. Eight, eight, eight minutes. Minute hearing. Oh, I forgot the uh, uh, that Pharaoh was passed then. So my case is still pending. It and is Farrah, to this day. No, no, but but as of this Back date then. here. Okay. And and and, and note this: Pharaoh said all. Um, it applies to all cases that are pending as of June 7th. I can't read that date. 2008. 2008. Yeah. And my case was filed in 2007 and it's still pending. So it should cover my case. Yeah. Did it cover your case? <laughs> uh, well, it should. Okay. Then the court hearing with the court of appeals was eight minutes. And that's where the um, defendant said, uh, you know, well, our Dr. So-and-so is an expert in this, and Dr. So-and-so, and Ms. Woods, you know, 
Okay, no, you are not a doctor. Or, or little, little Judy. Yeah, or, or little Judy. Uh, and, uh, okay, their decision came out, um, uh, the Court of Appeals decision. And this, this is the humdinger. There's three on that panel. They stated that they ignored the law, the FERA, to dismiss the case. Wow. And that's in, that's written in it, yeah. Yep, yep. It's it's in there. Wow. And um, uh, only then did I realize how big this case was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they were being respectful and saying that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of putting some nonsense, mama jumbo, this doesn't, in our opinion, rise to the level of blah, blah, blah. There was nothing uh, left to say, <laughs> but we're just right. going to ignore it just because. Yeah, it, yeah. It, for the ease of uh, dismissing the case. <laughs> yes. But maybe they didn't want to be justified on the way home from work. <laughs> I guess, you know. <laughs> and so we, uh, we filed it with the Supreme Court. Just might as well take it all the way. Right. Right. And um, uh, the Supreme Court doesn't have to hear a case unless they feel like it. Right. And uh -huh. and they and it, if it's precedent setting or, um, or or something else, a civil rights issue or something like that, is there, there are big things. Well, this is precedent setting that the Court of Appeals ignore the law. Yeah. Right. Well, we thought it was precedent setting, but maybe it's routine. <laughs> Apparently not for the Supreme Court. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, the Supreme Court came back with a decision in February um, saying they weren't, weren't interested in hearing it. They didn't feel like it. They don't even tell you why they don't feel like it. They just tell you. It's kind of like when we yeah. got uh, kicked out of YouTube, you know, they just said, yeah, you violated yeah. something. We don't have to tell you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and here you go. And um, the interesting thing about this, very few truthers who were around then realized what was going on there. When this case was, uh, the Supreme Court wasn't going to hear it, the case was dead. Now I could talk about it because you couldn't talk about the case wow. in public until then. And right then, uh, Stephen Jones, uh, Dave Ray Griffin, Richard Gage tells uh, all the truthers to uh, rent a room in the hotel of their their uh, city, or town, to, for a press conference. People did that. That was the 18th of, of uh, February. They probably had no idea what they were to do there. <laughs> and so, so they were supposed to be ready to answer questions from the press. Because they're, they're trying to head me off at the past. Yeah, said yeah, anything. yeah. Right. And uh, they all had a, kind of a party in, in the San Francisco uh, press conference thing they did. And that's when uh, Stephen Jones basically handed the baton to Richard Gage to take over. Yeah. And then he was out of there. So he was managing things up to that point. Mm -hmm. Well, and Stephen Jones, that was an interesting story. I mean, I remember, um, you know, I first heard it in that free energy conference speech that you did and, and, uh, that well, was I hit that, him on the head. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that, that that, and I don't know that I absorbed that fully. Maybe maybe we could walk through that, but I mean, it seemed like the way I understood it was that you know, if we looked at this this other set of scientists, you know, way back, wasn't that like in the eighties or something? He he was kind of responsible for kiboshing those scientists' yep. uh, careers yep. around that that uh, was it a, a few cold fusion tech or, or a type yep. of cold fusion technology. Um, yeah, you know where the name Cold Fusion came from? No. Stephen Jones. Stephen oh, Jones brought that up. Wow, okay. Instead of low energy nuclear reactions, he called it Cold Fusion, just like he refers to my work as space beams. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, same same creator. But uh, he had this panel uh, to to vote on science. You know, should we should we vote to kill uh, research of ponds and placement? Okay, all agreement. <laughs> and and you notice that Stephen Jones would do that at talks, and Richard Gage would do that too. How many people believe in what you know control of demolition? And you don't want to be caught not holding your hand up. So it's, right, this this pressure. But um, uh, there's a the story behind it. Positive Fleischman discovered this at the University of Utah, and it was patentable. But they had to be the first to talk about it. And Stephen Jones talked about wanting to come out. And he also worked at um, uh, for evaluating um, research grants, so he was aware of what they were doing. He did another kind of muon catalyzed fusion. It was a different type of thing, and his doesn't work. But um, he pushed them into, you know, doing a press conference so that because of the, the politics behind it. And then um, the, um, well, one of the big things is other people were supposed to try to repeat it. And MIT, uh, well, see, uh, uh, I've forgotten his name, Malo Malov, Eugene Malov, uh, was a technical writer there. And he discovered that they falsified the data they, they made they shifted the data to make it look like there wasn't an effect when there okay was. and that's oh. when he resigned out of protest and started the new energy foundation <clears throat> and um uh his partner in that it turned out to be uh my student's uncle the student that was oh, killed wow. oh yeah yeah and then Eugene Malov was killed just before they rolled out Stephen Jones. Uh, Malov uh, was was killed. Yeah, because you and I were kind of talking about the parallels with with Mollus, Carrie Mollus. Yep, yep. Yeah, with the could, pandemic. It, yeah, it, um, knowing uh, Malov and how he quit out of protest from MIT. If um, with Stephen Jones being involved with this nine eleven stuff, um, yeah, it, it, he wouldn't have sat back. He would have. He would have. Uh, spoken out mm -hmm. hmm. that's great yeah because because stephen jones i mean i remember watching those ae 911 truth and seeing him engage and and thinking man these guys are heroes you know yep. <laughs> and, like uh, malone and peter mccullough malone and mccullough they may be the malone and mccullough i don't know but but uh um yeah. I, and, I, and i'm seeing them and i'm like uh and, and then you know when you when you you showed that i was like oh <laughs> oh my god i had no idea yeah you remember hearing about cold fusion in 1989 yeah yeah Guy magazine and then it got boom shut down that was stephen jones doing <laughs> wow <laughs> that is nutty that is nutty so 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 dr judy what where, where do you see this all now i mean we, we've done this interview i mean what do you see? Are there any sparks lit anywhere, or you're, you're thinking, "Oh, it's it's." Uh, it's you, can the, you can see the information is very clear. Yeah, and uh, some people can't handle it, and who knows? Um, oh, one thing. Um, um, let's see. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah, about doing the job is. Um, I was on one radio show where. The guy thought it was great, greatest thing since sliced bread, and then had me back for a second one two weeks later, and then pounced all over me. He said, "You don't care about these people." Blah blah blah. You know, mm -hmm. really was lighting into me. And then I jumped back and said, 
Yeah. And he said, you don't care who did it. I said, yeah, I do. I've gotten closer than anybody. That's true. Yeah. I'm the closest of anybody's gotten to determining who did it because um, I have what happened and the contractors on the NIST report, um, the two main contractors are, were uh, uh, developers and manufacturers of energy weapons. Yeah. And I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. So uh, they know what technology it is. And they had a grant from the U.S. government to know um, uh, everything about any weapon of mass destruction that is being developed or exists anywhere. So they not only know what technology, but whose technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it yeah. be nice to have them under oath? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Instead of going and looking yeah. for weapons of mass destructions across the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which was right. the whole thing. Let's go invade whoever for the weapons of mass destruction. Oh, they're, they're supposed to know where all the weapons of mass destruction are. And, yeah. And here are these, you know, they, these guys know what energy weapons are being developed. Yeah. They develop mm -hmm. and manufacture energy weapons. Mm -hmm. So they would know whose technology that was. Yeah. Um, so that's the closest you can come. That's that's not speculation. That's, you know, go ask them. They they were the ones who would know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also uh talking about um the uh Farah. Uh like SAIC was um they, they do a major thing with um uh what do you call it? Uh propaganda and mind control and things like mm -hmm. that. Psyops. Uh they were I think in um Iraq dropping pamphlets or something there, but uh, you know they were they were hired to enter equations into Microsoft uh, Word. That's a there's, there's nine of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's all and that's they did. That, yeah, that's what what they're hired for. This is to save save them from uh, a ketam thing. Right in the past, in the past, but Farrah changed that. But um, because. Uh, for example, if somebody's a, a super duper mathematician and they're checking numbers and so forth, but on the their contract it says they're there to sharpen pencils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know, oh we their their job was to sharpen pencils, so you can't accuse them of, you know, yeah mathematical errors. So now that you went through all this, you gather the evidence, you uh challenged uh NIST looking beyond you know, looking beyond the obvious, right? What you got the closest to figuring out what happened, who did it. What were the lessons that I guess you took from this experience for yourself? I mean, interacting with the government, interacting with all kinds of people that work behind the scenes. What were the lessons? Well, you saw some of that at the beginning, like, uh, you know, how, how do you uh, cover something up that you have the three stories and you keep some people arguing between the first two? Yeah, and seeing those kind of patterns mm -hmm. that that um, and people who read my book, interestingly enough, uh, uh, immediately spotted the deal with uh, the COVID game. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you start seeing what they can do. But the, reading the book is was traumatic for a lot of people because, mm -hmm. like, oh, our government wouldn't do such a thing. I'm not saying our government. I'm not saying who did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, I mean, it could have been a foreign power. They might have a weapon that did this, right? Oh, and the, and the government are... doesn't want to admit that right. they they were they were hurt by this other uh, country's weapon. But we know who covered it up. 
Right, right. We definitely know that. Yeah. And that's that's an issue. But in the public domain, uh, I've done the only uh, comprehensive research of what happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it only costs, what, 50 bucks, including postage or something for the book? Yeah. 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 Uh, NIST, uh, it costs 16 million. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can I get some of that 16 mil, please? <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know, I would have done it for 50 bucks, but here you are spending 16 million. My, my, my company that sells the book, you know, doing business as, uh, it's called The New Investigation. <laughs> You know, I wonder, I wonder that question about rigor. I mean, what kind of rigor does the NIST report? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, all sorts of pages come, of that's stuff. That's like a comparison. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a huge uh, report, but they, they have all the ingredients of the building. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the beauty of it, though, they had photos in there that I would try to extract from there. Um, but I could rely on them because... The Smith-Munt Act didn't get undone until, uh, I think, August 2012. And what was that? Uh, the Smith-Munt Act is that uh, it, it was illegal to do propaganda on the on U.S. citizens. Okay. And it, it's considered a um, attacking one branch of government attacking another branch of government. So uh, that's treason. Okay. okay. Gotcha. So it's treason if done so by a government agent. And... Um, I note that uh, the summer of 2011, Richard Gage had a, a, a hearing, 9-11 hearings, but he had it in Toronto, just outside the U.S. <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> and, and in 2012, Fetzer had 9-11 hearings in Vancouver, Washington, just outside the U.S. <laughs> now they, they can uh, have their, their you know, dog and pony show in the U.S. now. Oh, man. <laughs> so the pictures in the, uh, they can misinterpret pictures or or data, but they can't put in doctored, you know, lie lying with the with the evidence. Mm -hmm. So the pictures and videos and so forth up to that point are pretty reliable. And there's one particular one of uh, uh, audio of Melissa Doy, uh, high up in the building, and she's calling nine one one. She's hot, it's hot, it's really hot, it's really hot. I can't breathe, I can't breathe. It's really hot, really hot. You never once heard her cough. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and. When it, I used to swim, and uh, some fraternity thought it'd be fun to crank up the thermostat you know, the night before. <laughs> we went in there, it was like 92 degrees or something in the pool. They said, swim at your own risk. <laughs> oh, this is great. I hate getting in cold water. So I'm going along. And I realized it's like swimming in honey. Yeah. I was in trouble, and you can't get rid of the heat. And so I, I rolled over on my back just to relax, and somebody threw me a rope. And I remember thinking, is it worth reaching for? Yeah, wow. everything was so hard. So that's why you, when you're in a hot tub, you're limited to how long you can be in there because if it's too long, you can't get out. Right, mm -hmm. right. So Melissa Doy wasn't really hot. She wasn't lethargic. It's really hot. It's really hot. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, it, it, it There's something else going on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's consistent with like a, a microwave field. Mm, okay. Gotcha. She thought she was burning up, but if she her body was physically that hot, she wouldn't be functioning. And we never heard her coughing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, but because of the Smith Bunt Act, I knew that. You know, first I heard, it, I thought this is fake, <laughs> and then I thought again, like, wait a minute. And then I then I started understanding it. 
Yeah. But now, now with the Smith Act being modernized, Obama modernized it. Okay. Okay. It, it's 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 essentially uh, took it off the table. Oh really? Okay. Hmm. So going so full yeah. going full circle on um your production of the book and all the work you've done up to this point and all the scrutiny you've been un under, um, what would you like for humanity or men mankind to get out of your work? I mean, what is what do you think would be the ultimate message for the listeners and mankind mankind as as a whole? Yeah, the book is essentially a course in critical thinking. If you read the book from front to back, don't jump around. Just read it from front to back and read it, you know, several times. Uh, I think, in, and you can let me know what you think of it. That it conditions you to see what's there instead of what you're told to see. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be so vital in the future. And that's why I want to take the time at the beginning and thanks for for uh, putting up with it. All that. Of course. Yeah, that's as anyway. short as I could put it. You know, <laughs> at the beginning about about why you have to look at what happened. And not be jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, how do magicians work? Yeah. And they, the government's they... now now free to uh, do psyops on the American people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. We've seen that in droves. Yep. Well, Dr. Judy, thank you so much for your time, yeah. for coming and speaking with us. Well, what an thank honor. You. It's been... Uh, it's been such a ride, and we'll share the links of the sources and the where to find the book on the show notes. And should there be any developments that you want to share? I mean, we don't have a gigantic audience, but we'd always love to have you back and uh, feel free to use this as uh, what whatever type of megaphone it can be. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can expect a bunch of uh, trolls to show up. <laughs> okay, so, okay. They're going to start. Well, you know, don't they say... Uh, any publicity? Is Any good? publicity is good publicity, right? Uh, I don't know about that, but it's you know when you're <laughs> up with Target. Well, uh, we're just we're just just uh, feel blessed to have met you in person and getting to hear from you your story. Yeah, thank you and so we're, much. We're grateful for your well, work. Thank, thank you, thank you for for your um, courage and your ability to look at this information. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, we we. Others. We find it uh, pertinent, and uh, it's been a uh, it's been a topic I've loved uh, staying with, and really have enjoyed your your work on it. So, so thank you. Uh, well, hearing that is you know isn't for nothing. <laughs> All right, bye, Dr. Judy. Goodbye. All right, another fantastic interview, Fabi. What'd you think? It was it was just surreal. It felt at times a little scary, and but I think overall it was just an honor to hear from someone that has put so much uh, work and effort and just didn't give up, didn't back down, and just told her story as she saw me, not the story. I mean, she really showed the evidence and she really um, showed her perspective on how to now critically think about all the events and all the psyops that we get exposed to. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and uh, you know, she was mentioning, um, well, she didn't actually talk about it in this, but when we talked about uh, uh, her work um, off of the the, uh, 
the podcast, uh, she said, you know, she doesn't have it available in a PDF mm -hmm. because this is really something that needs to be uh, sat down with as a book. And you, you know, you, you consume a page or, th or three pages or and then you need to sit with it and you don't consume PDFs like that. You know, yeah. PDFs are more skimming and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she's never done that. PDFs also can be manipulated. You can unlock mm -hmm. them if you have the full software and then you could change her data. You can't mm -hmm. do that with a hard copy book. Yeah. The book is the book. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, we really appreciate her. We know a lot of the stuff we talked about was stuff that we we had reviewed in some way, shape, or form in the previous episode, but it's really neat to have her explain it, it directly to us. It was just an honor. Us. I mean, we didn't even know where she was, so to... Or what she had been doing, but we just feel really blessed to have had this opportunity to, to talk to, to Dr. Judy. So thank you so much, Dr. Judy, for being on. It was an honor. All right. We'll put a lot of stuff in the show notes where you can uh, get more data. And uh, Fabi, what do you want to tell everybody? Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with us. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay curious.